drivers. Now they're having to fill the gaps between the beams with a special filler to make the busway quieter. The council are hoping this will cure the noise. If it does, other sections of the busway will be filled in. The mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Ten-month-old Luca Downey died of heart failure on the Riverbank Ward in April last year. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. The Prime Minister has warned that the world could soon be cast back into the dark ages of medicine unless action is taken to tackle the growing threat of resistance to antibiotics. David Cameron has announced an independent review which will set out plans on how to tackle the issue. A filmmaker who spent a year tracking the so-called White Widow, Samantha Luthwaite from Aylesbury, who is wanted on terrorism charges, says her radicalisation was a gradual process. Luthwaite lived in Aylesbury with 7-7 bomber Jermaine Lindsay and is now thought to be in Kenya. Adam Wishart's documentary is on BBC One tonight and examines Luthwaite's Buckinghamshire roots. As a schoolgirl, she she became very friendly with the the Muslim family across the street. One of her best friends was this Muslim girl. Um, She became fascinated by the religion. She was taught about it. She studied religious studies at school and got an A A and A level and she converted. The High Court has decided that a woman's Hertfordshire home should go to the nephew who cared for her in her last years and not to the animal charities she'd listed in an earlier will. The judge upheld the claim by Kenneth King that his aunt had wanted him to have the house in Harpenden on condition he looked after her dogs and cats until they died. In sport, a major shock at Wimbledon with the world number one and number two seed Rafael Nadal beaten by the world number 144 Australian teenager Nick Kyrgios. Andy Murray's in quarter-final action on centre court today against Bulgaria's Grigor Dimitrov and Belgium and Argentina will meet in the World Cup quarterfinals after extra time victories in the last 16. The weather, dry, warm and sunny maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Very friendly people, extremely friendly. There's a very strong sense of community. It's all about where you live. Just an easy going feel about the place. It's got a fantastic history. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. It's quite an attractive, um, historic, traditional market town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly's back! Hi, morning, is that... Oh, it's Ian, actually, but never mind. It's Ian. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Wednesday, it's sunny, we're all feeling a little bit like we put space dust in our mouths. A little bit sparky, a little bit little bit perky. We're full of spunk, are we, guys? Catherine, are you full of spunk? No. Oi! Lots to talk about, including pop prohibition, not the music, the drink. Banging buses, not the act. Well, maybe it is. And Kelly's back! Yeah, she's on the phone. She's... Oh. When's, when's Louisa coming back? I mean, really. Let's try that. Let's, let's, let's just try that again, shall we? Let's, uh... Kelly's back! Hi, princess. Oh, for goodness sake. We've really, you know, if you want to take part in the show, then um, you're more than welcome to 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, is this, I don't know this song. Is this song any good that I'm about to play? What is it? No. No? 
Well, sh- well, let's have a party tune. Are we up for this? Kels, what do you reckon? Yeah. You want to have a party? Come on. There's a party in my pants and you're both invited. I'll pass. Aye. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> told you. You Pepe, you told us that was all. That was Donna Summer. She should have known better. Um, I tell you what, can we have um, Debbie Gibson? <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm in an up-tempo kind of pop mood. Why don't you talk to Doctor Mike? I'll get you Debbie Gibson. Which one in particular? Real, as real as it may seem, it was only in my dream. Only it was my only dreams, in okay. my, it was only in, in my, my own. You know no, 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 only in my dreams. Because if you know all the words, then you could just do your own. As real as it may seem, it was only in my dreams. It was only. I need to go. I've got to do the chorus to go into oh, the verse. Oh, I've got to go to the chorus. I go straight into the verse. Oh, yeah. Nearly in my dreams. As real as it may seem. Here we go. I didn't run up. In my dreams, it was only. It was only. No, 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 no. I've got to go around. Only in my dreams. As real as it may seem. Don't you put me off and I'll end up doing it again. It was only in my dreams. It was only. It was only. Now I used to love you, oh. now I know, now I know that it is real. Ah, oh, now I know that the <laughs> Now I know that it is real. If I only once could hold you, now, 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 if I love it was so fine. Ah, oh, now I know that I can't be real. Now I know that this is mine. I'm also fully aware we've got a guest on the line that I have to go to after this. Well, they might not be there anymore. An actual doctor. Let's let's break up this fun with this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. We will play that song shortly and uh, we will see how accurate my interpretation was. But on to slightly more serious things. Schools have got funny old rules, haven't they? Yes, turn my mic off. Oh, I do apologise. In the last few months, they've been banning holidays in turn time, best friends, e-cigarettes. Well, here's a new buzzkill, kids. One Bedfordshire school has banned fizzy drinks. Yabu sucks. Parents of pupils at Manshead Upper in Dunstable have had an email to say energy drinks were having a negative impact on pupils' behaviour and concentration. So now, all pop is prohibited. We can speak to Hertfordshire GP, Dr Mike Ingram. Good morning, Doctor. Good morning indeed. Sounds like you've been on some energy drinks. Does it, doesn't it just... This, the scary thing is, Mike, this is all natural. Is, <laughs> if, if I got those things in me, I'd be in a terrible state. What do you make of this? A school banning energy drinks and fizzy pop? Well, I think it, in some ways uh, it, it could well be quite a constructive idea. The simple fact is that energy drinks are really good at g- getting large amounts of calories into you. That's what they were designed for. And also to replace salts when you're exercising heavily. Uh, and, and as a runner myself, I rely on these sort of drinks. If I'm actually doing a big run, I'm using a lot of energy, I'm using a lot of calories, and I need to reload. We'll see that actually at the weekend. These Tour de France cyclists that were going to be starting off in Yorkshire at the weekend are using 11,000 calories a day. And they've 
they've got to get concentrated calories into them. Now, that's not the case of most of the people who consume energy drinks. Uh, and in fact, um, I can quite understand why we're, uh, the schools in Bedfordshire are banning these drinks because they have too much energy, they've got too much sugar, uh, they, they've got others, sometimes got caffeine in, which stimulates the kids up, and, and they're a major cause of obesity and to some extent uh, poor behaviour. And in fact, what we really want, and certainly as doctors, we're always encouraging parents to make sure their kids get in, do enough sport, do enough ac- active and do enough energy. Uh, I'd rather uh, the actual school said, we don't mind energy drinks, but we're going to make uh, sports, we're going to make activity part of the syllabus. We're going to make sure that it, every pupil of ours does so much physical exercise that, that in fact it won't matter they're taking energy drinks because they're going to be so healthy in terms of trying to, to get their activity levels up. Uh, if a kid, if it's say a 13 year old, is just drinking these energy drinks, and there are so many of them these days, I mean, back in the day it was just Red Bull but now there's Monster, there's Pussy, there are all of these different ones. If a kid, if a 13 year old kid is just drinking these energy drinks and not really expanding, expounding that energy, what effect can it have on them? Well, the simple fact is that the massive rise in childhood obesity uh, in this country, uh, and in fact in obesity in general, is due to the fact we're taking far too much energy, far too much energy is unrefined sugar. That, that, that means not starches like in bread, but basically uh, simple sugars. Uh, and that's causing um, not only... Uh, obesity, uh, not only in the health, not only the risk of diabetes uh, in later life, but, but also uh, some of the stimulants cause behavioural changes. It, back in my day, Mike, I remember it was, there was kind of a fashion for exam, exam time to take Pro Plus to kind of stay awake and focus a bit more and have a bit more. Is, is there any difference between that? Um, the simple, caffeine is, is a stimulant and uh, you're using a bit of times to stay awake, fine. But do we really want our kids being coming to school on stimulants? Mm. Uh, do we want them disrupted by that? Uh, and do we want the behavioural consequences? The other thing with Pro Plus is you, you won't take a, a massive bag of Tate and Lyle with it as well. And that's the trouble with a lot of drinks, it is the sugar content too. Uh, Mike, thank you very much indeed. Again, apologies that you had to uh, endure my um, interpretation of Debbie Gibson's uh, Only In My Dreams, but interesting points. Hertfordshire GP, Dr Mike Ingram. What do you reckon? The energy drinks... I can completely understand the banning of energy drinks at schools. Of course I can. Have you had those things? Have you had a bit of Monster? Or a bit of Red Bull? Or a bit of Pussy? Have you tried those things? They drive me nuts. I can't touch them. Can't touch them. But burning Panda Pops and Tab and Pepsi at schools, I'm not sure how I feel about that. That might be a little bit unfair. I remember the excitement when we got our first Coke machine at yeah, school. Really? Yeah. Oh, Coke machine? Yeah. Wowzers. 08459 555. Here we go. Now listen to this, Kels. See if you can tell the difference between me and, and Debbie Gibson, all right? Here we go. This.
Dear listener, is a song. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, there are roadworks at... Good morning, Alice! I've never heard roadworks sound so exciting! That's that's the point. That's exactly what I'm going for. Exciting, and dare I say it, a little bit <laughs> naughty. Naughty roadworks this morning, Alice, is it? Naughty roadworks. Slightly naughty. In the naughty, the naughty roadworks! <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, Alice, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to fade my microphone down, I'm going <laughs> to hand it over to you, and you can tell us about those naughty, naughty roadworks, Perfect. and also those very, very naughty roads, and dare I say it, those naughty, naughty little buses and trains as well. Alice, over to you! We've got roadworks at the Black Cat Roundabout. Naughty roadworks! (laughs) And they're adding to the normal morning delays as you get to the peak time today. Also in Milton Keynes, there are roadworks on the standing way around the Kingston Roundabout. Do expect delays there as well. Public transport, that's all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Naughty, naughty! Naughty, naughty roadworks there. It's 6.17. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of June, July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your head... What on earth are you two doing? We're busy! You're not busy. You're... you're Shh! They're watching the telly. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. Man said Upper and Dunstable took the decision after having problems with students unable to concentrate. Work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. Follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. More on that with Justin Dealey in a minute. And the mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about beds, hearts and bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind you, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. And you can dig for inspiration. What a time at 3CR. Welcome to the 80s morning. Oh, yeah, we're celebrating the 80s with Madonna.
1980s this morning, Justin. Hey, boss, it sounds like my Saturday morning hey, programme. It sounds like your Saturday morning programme, but good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cheers, boss. Hey, no, Justin, you've, you've, uh, you've, you've stepped back in time there. You don't do a Saturday morning programme. Oh, Saturday afternoon? Yeah, till 2. 12 till 2. Justin Dealey's moved. Uh, how did it go this week? Was it weird doing it at a different time? It was rather strange, yeah, yes, but uh, by uh, probably this weekend I will be uh, used to it. Yes. You'll be you'll be back in the groove. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, Justin, stay there. Stephen Redbourne's called in. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. All right? Yeah, I'm fine, Steve. What do you want to say? Um, a good uh, a good song for you, Galveston. Oh, Glenn Campbell. This is very exciting. We got an author, Mark Bago, coming on. I think that's how you pronounce his name. We'll check you it. Like Willie Bago. Yeah, you like Willie Bago, the, the other country and western singer, uh, and he's written a book about Glenn Campbell with Glenn Campbell's daughter. That'd be good, wouldn't it? So you 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 fancy a bit of Galveston? Are you walking oh, yeah, on gravel, Steve? Yeah. Are you walking on gravel? No, I'm feeding the animals. I'm walking down the Nicky line at the minute. Yeah, oh, the he's, animals. he's walking down the Nicky line just. Ian? Yes? You see, on, on the weekend, I make my listeners work for their requests. I think you should make Steve work for his. Maybe, what, ten seconds of the song? Can you sing no, it? Come no, on. Way, no way, no way, no. Don't play no. That, In that case, Steve, we won't play that song, I'm afraid. It's a simple, thank you, Justin. Mm. You're harsh. Mm. Harsh, but s- harsh, but so well-constructed as a yes. human being. What thank a you. body. Mm. Now, I'm going to play a sound effect in a second, guys. Get ready. The Luton to Dunstable guided busway opened with great fanfare last September and has been beset by problems ever since. We've told you about yobbos putting obstacles on it, yobbos, cars and lorries getting stuck on it and £600 a week signs being used to tell everyone but buses to keep off it. Well, people living next to it are now complaining the busway makes a right old racket. Justin, you're there this morning, you've been speaking to people about the noise from the busway. What's their busway beef? Yeah, well, some people have described this as torture. It's been open for uh, the last nine months or so. Um, I've been to, to meet residents just off Jeans Way in Dunstable. Now, the busway is is quite literally in their back garden. It's, um, it's incredible to see it. This is what the buses sound like from their back garden. What do you think, boss? Well, as, as a one-off... They don't sound that bad. But mm. I, I'm imagining that this is a very regular sound, and that's yeah. perhaps where the irritation would come. And also the vibrations, the thudding, which you're yeah. about to hear about. But so, yeah, over 300 journeys a day, according to the locals there. Uh, we spoke to Fred. He doesn't want us to reveal his surname. He's absolutely furious about the noise. Uh, I asked him, what's it like living next to the busway? And what did he say? This is what he said. Ah. To put it bluntly, terrible. Quarter six in the morning... Boom, 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 and oh, God, bro, you're awake. There this morning, I was awake a quarter to six this morning because of that boom, 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 boom. You're laying on your pillar, and it's like an amplifier, and the sound comes right the way through you. Especially six o'clock in the morning, quarter to six in the morning, you're asleep, and you're woken up with it. You don't want to be woken up at quarter to six in the morning. I'm an old-age pensioner. I'm 87, and I want a bit of sleep in the morning. And I can do something during the day. But no, I woke up in the morning and there I am dozing on. The thing is, though, Fred, you know, when I came here today to meet you, you know, you greeted me, you seemed yeah. absolutely lovely. Yeah. As soon as we get you talking about this busway, you have completely changed. Well, of course, everybody changes when they talk about the busway. Now, you come up here, you can see I'll the buses. I'm not going to mess with you. Can see, I can see the buses going by, mm. and you can see nothing in them at times. Maybe sometimes during the day, uh, three or four people in it, half a dozen people in it. Mm. But most of the time... 
nothing in it. And the thing well, is, though, Fred... Not only that. Mm. Now, I, I suffer with me breathing quite a lot. Yeah. I've only got... Well, we've walked up, what, 20, 30 feet? I'm out of breath already. Now, you look over my fence, and it's all open, and you see the busway. I've got the fumes of, of them, them diesel fumes coming up over here, and as I walk up here, I've got to breathe it in. Mm. To me, no. So There's no fence along there, which they should have put. There's a bit of fence where it finishes there, but another 50-odd feet, it's all empty, and I'm, I'm suffering from that. <laughs> OK, just lastly, I mean, your back garden is clearly well looked after. Are you clearly, yeah, you, I do you, as much as I can. Yeah. I do five or ten minutes, and now I have to rest half hour or more. But you're a man who's, who's proud of, it, of his garden. Of it it looks fantastic. Yeah. Has it got to the point now, Fred, where, where you've had enough... You just I want to sell up and you want to go? Well, no. The wife said to me when we first came here 20-odd years ago, a thousand wild horses won't get us out of here. And the only way we go out of here is somebody carries us out. Now, yeah, now there's a bus gone by just now. That's reasonably quiet. But the majority of them, the, you could hear that thumping noise. And, that, and as I say, I'm getting out of breath already. Well, listen, Fred, let's leave it there because I know that it's, it's making you, it, it, it's making it, you angry. It, it okay. does. It, do, it yeah. does. It makes me be angry. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's leave it there. Hopefully yeah. the council hopefully, will, uh, will sort something out for you. Somebody from the top of the council comes and has a look at something. Mm. You see, it's all, they're all nimbies. They're all nimbies. Not in my backyard. But, of course, this is my backyard and I live in it. Well, he's obviously very upset. Uh, is the council accepting the busway beef, Just? Well, at the moment, um, the council have placed uh, microphones, large microphones, into some of those homes there. So right. uh, the busway was closed from 8 o'clock last night. That's uh, from Dunstable to Skimpot Road. And again this evening from 8 o'clock. So they're closing it four hours early in those sections. And they're working on noise reduction. It's taken them nine months, but those locals hope that so- hopefully something now uh, can be done after, after what... what what they describe as misery and torture. When's the work going to be finished? Uh, so this evening. So this evening at 8 o'clock, that's right. going to be uh, the, the last closure. So by midnight this evening, hopefully, uh, two days of, of work with those microphones. They can take that away and hopefully work on something that can in, improve these people's lives. Justin, great stuff. Uh, we'll speak to you. Oh, oh, um, uh, 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 non-competitive sports days. Mm. Can we talk to you a bit about that a bit later oh, on? Oh, yes. Thank you very much indeed. Catherine, I'm assuming at some point later on we'll be speaking to Lutonborough Council. They'll be coming on to talk about this? Uh, oh no. Pourquoi? Not available. Again? Again. Sh- should I be concerned? Because they've not been available for like months. Mm. Have I done something to ups- Have I done something to upset Luton Borough Council? Can't remember. Ollie Moores, love Luton. What? Have I done something? No, we've spoken to them since then. Okay, we've spoken to them since then. But maybe there must be a misunderstanding. Yeah. Let's let's phone them maybe up again. Maybe they're all just really, really, really busy. Come on, Luton Borough Council. Good morning. Don't be so silly. Right, let's get some of that naughty, naughty travel, shall we? Naughty travel! Travel news for beds. Hearts. Very, very naughty. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here come, here come the naughty travel. Alice, let's see what those naughty roadworks, those very naughty roads, and indeed those naughty buses and trains are up to this morning. Alice Glossop, the naughty travel, over to you. 
Not up to a huge amount no. yet. Things are not, not too naughty the then. Not too naughty uh. just yet. Uh, the M1 London bound is building up though between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Same goes for the M25 anti-clockwise. A little slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Boom, 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 boom. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. Man's head upper in Dunstable took the decision after having problems with students unable to concentrate. Work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. And the mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. A major shock at Wimbledon with the world number one and number two seed Rafa Nadal beaten by the world number 144 Australian teenager Nick Kyrgios. Andy Murray's in quarter-final action on centre court today against Bulgaria's Grigor Dimitrov. It's a step up because it's one round further and the, the guys that are in the quarter-finals are going to be playing top tennis. He obviously won Queens a couple of weeks ago. He likes the grass courts. And yeah, it's, it's a big opportunity for, for him as well, playing on the, the centre court and uh, the courts of Wimbledon for the first time. Belgium and Argentina will meet in the World Cup quarter-finals after extra-time victories in the last 16. Belgium beat the USA 2-1 last night after Argentina scored late on to beat Switzerland 1-0. The quarter-finals get underway on Friday. Meanwhile, Barcelona will begin negotiations with Liverpool today over a deal for striker Luis Suarez. Milton Keynes-Dons have completed the signing of young striker Tom Hitchcock on a three-year deal after he left QPR. He's the son of former Chelsea keeper and Watford goalkeeping coach Kevin Hitchcock. The boss of the Milton Keynes Red Bull team says the car's engine needs to improve if they're to catch Mercedes this season. Ahead of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone this weekend, Christian Horner says the reliability of the engine has been a problem all season. No, very much so. I mean, um, you know, that's where our biggest deficit is, so that's what we're working hard to try and close down. I mean, we know the car's very good. Um, we know that we're about 80 horsepower down, but um, as soon as we start to close that gap, then we'll start giving Mercedes a harder time. In Gulf Islands, Paul Dunn won the open qualifying event at Woburn, despite arriving on the first tee with just a minute to spare after misjudging the walk from the clubhouse. And in Cricket's Minor Counties Championship, Hertfordshire lost by 109 runs away to Staffordshire after being bowled out for 298 in their second innings. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very, very excited. Monty Python is in all of the papers. Yeah, some of them are saying nice things. The Daily Express, Britain's greatest newspaper, of course, gives it five stars. (laughs) So uh, thumbs up to the Daily Express for getting it right. It's going to be a little bit disappointing, and I'm going to embrace that. I cannot (laughs) wait. Thursday. Thursday, I'm going to go and see them. I'm so excited. I turned off Five Live this morning, not because it's um, a sexist cesspit that wouldn't give me a job, but because they were um, revealing what was in the show, and I didn't want to know. Oh, they do I didn't want any spoilers. No spoilers. Now... Should we play a record and then, then get straight, then get into the papers and All let's right. do this? A bit of Noel Coward? All right. Which bit? Well, the bit that you've sorted out for us to play. Oh, don't, don't spoil the magic. We're the BBC. We're not allowed to lie. OK, here's one I dragged out of the BBC archive earlier. 
Mr. Irving Berlin often emphasizes sin in a charming way. Mr. Coward, we know, wrote a song or two to show sex was here to stay. Richard Rogers, it's true, took a more romantic view of this sly biological urge, but it really was Cole who contrived to make the whole thing merge. He said that Belgians and Greeks do it. Nice young men who sell antiques do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Monkeys, whenever you look, do it. Ali Khan and King Farouk do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Luella Parsons can't quite do it. But she's so highly strung. Marlena might do it, but she looks far too young. Each man out there shooting crap does it. Davy Crockett in that dreadful cap does it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. All famous writers in swarms do it. Somerset and all the moms do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. The Brontes felt that they must do it. Ernest Hemingway could just do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. E. Allan Poe, ho, 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 did it. But he did it in verse. H. Beecher Stowe did it. But she had to rehearse. Tennessee Williams, self-taught, does it. Kinsey with a deafening report, does it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. In the spring of the year, inhibitions disappear and our hearts beat high. We had better face facts. Every gland that overacts has an alibi. For each bird and each bee, each slap happy sappy tree, each temptation that lures us along. Is just nature, El Man, merely singing us the same old song. In Texas, some of the men do it. Others drill a hole and then do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. West Point cadets forming fours do it. People say all those gabars do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. My kith and kin more or less do it. Every uncle and aunt. But I confess to it. I've one cousin that can't. <laughs> Teenagers squeezed into jeans do it. Probably will live to see machines do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Each baby bat after dark does it. In the desert, Wilbur Clark does it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. We're told that every hormone does it. Victor Borger all alone does it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Each tiny clam you consume does it. Even Liberace, we assume, does it. Let's do it. song went on a little bit longer than expected so we're going to have to drop the um, the uh, famous birthdays on today oh. feature so if it's your birthday you'll just have to find out which celebrities you share it with yourself Kelly Betts you enjoy that
Did you enjoy a little bit of Noel Coward there? Yeah. So you, I didn't see you chuckling away as much as Catherine and I were. <laughs> I didn't really get the, the memo of the bits that were funny. Ah. So I didn't know that I had to join in with the crowd. All, all, all of the bits were funny. Mm. Or Quado. Catherine, what have you yes. got in the papers? A number of things. Yeah, go on. Um, the first thing is uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how things have improved. Things have improved since you've been away, Kelly. Uh, Thanks very much. <laughs> this. Born to shop, mother gives birth to baby girl at Primark. You can use this on your weekend show. They would have do done it yesterday. I'll stop going on about that. For what? Sakes. What? I'm finding you things to talk about. Go on. You know, that's me being helpful. Um, I heard that if you give birth in John Lewis, or if your waters break in John Lewis, you get vouchers. Uh, Obviously, Mar- she couldn't quite make it into Primark. It's Marks and Spencers. Oh. Marks and Spencers, you get the vouchers. Really? Yeah. Has anyone proved that? Uh, I don't know. I hung around a lot in John Lewis when I was pregnant, <laughs> but it never happened for me. Anyway, this woman did it outside Primark. Yeah, look at the... There are people holding up sheets and blankets around her. Yeah. Oh, dear. There's, there's a thing, I, I, again, I don't want to dwell too much on Rolf Harris. I, I, I think we, we did it yesterday. But The Sun, page nine. Already the kind of, um, the ridiculousness has started. ITV blasted over Rolf's song, OK? <sighs> ITV has been blasted as sick. I wonder by whom? After it showed an episode of Benidorm featuring the Rolf Harris song, Two Little Boys. Last night's repeat, so it's an old show came a day after Harris, 84, was convicted of child sex crimes. Tim Healy's transvestite character, Les Marshall, sings the song at a karaoke bar while Jacqueline Stewart, played by Janine Davitsky, refers to a pal having a fling with the pervert. Disgusted viewers last night slammed ITV bosses and accused them of laughing in the face of Harris's victims. Really? People that watch Benidorm? I, I wonder if anybody actually... Can I just put that out there? Is anybody offended that a repeat of a television show had someone singing Two Little Boys. And it does bring up the question, same, the same dilemma I had with Gary Glitter. I like Gary Glitter's music, don't like Gary Glitter or his lifestyle. Do, 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 we, have to, do we have to completely dismiss all of Rolf Harris's art? And I say art in inverted commas to include his music and his pictures. Do we have to completely dismiss that? Two Little Boys, the singer to one side, Two Little Boys is an incredible song about loyalty, friendship and war. It's an incredible song. It's sad, isn't it, if we can never listen... I mean, everyone listens to it ironically, and it's actually it's a brilliant song, it's a really powerful song. Can we never listen to that song again now because of, of Rolf Harris's heinous crimes? Does that mean that song is now... Compl- Obviously, we can't play it on the radio, I would imagine. We can never listen to that again and enjoy that song. Well, and it's like Jim will fix it. Will we never see those cubs on the... Uh... Eating burgers. Oh, I feel sorry for that fat cub sitting with <laughs> that milkshake. Exactly. But we loved that, though, didn't we? For years we've loved that. Two things. Let's put that out there. Are, are you... Is it, I mean, I feel even stupid saying it because I think I know the answer. But I'll ask it anyways, as, as the sun would imply that people are offended. Is anybody offended that a repeat of an old television show last night showed uh, someone singing Two Little Boys? Question one. Question two. Do we have to completely ignore... All of Rolf Harris's art. Now, it would be inappropriate, I would imagine, particularly today, particularly this, it would be inappropriate to play a Rolf Harris song on the radio. Okay, I can understand that. Does that mean I can never listen to Two Little Boys uh, at home? Can I never, can I never, here's the question. Can I ever play Two Little Boys to my Two Little Boys? 
Can I ever play it to them? It's a great song. It's about friendship. It's about loyalty. It's a, it's a kind of an anti-war song. Can I ever play Two Little Boys to My Two Little Boys? There's a question. 08459 Oh, someone's called in. Who, who have we got, Kels? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to them in a second. Here's something. A radio attuned to your moods. Hey. Do you remember, uh, That's us, guys. It was here about a month ago. Yeah. As long as your mood is silly. About a month ago, um, we uh, did a story about a car that changed colour according to um, if you were cross or not. Not when I was in. You, you weren't. Maybe that was when I was off. Maybe I dreamt it. But this is a radio that changes channel according to whether you're in a huff or not. I think you can do that with your finger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Richard's on the line. Morning, Richard. Yeah, the um, thing about two little boys, as you rightly say, fabulous, glorious song. I think the thing to do is to get somebody else to record it, John Smith, Peter Jones, Ian Lee, whoever, so that you can still play the song, but in future it's associated with somebody else. But the thing is, it will always be associated with Rolf Harris, that song. Not for long, not for long, not for long. Uh, the autobahns used to be associated with another uh, person, with a, a short person with a nasty moustache. I mean, no one thinks of them associating with him now. Time will move but the, on. The Rolf Har- Harris version, and again, I, I, people are going to think I'm making light of the situation. I'm not at all. This is, you know, if, if, if this, we're having this conversation four days ago, I could say this with impunity. The Rolf Harris version is full of passion, it's full of humour, it's full of wit, it's full of pathos. It's, you couldn't beat that version. That's not true. Um, the Let's not have double damnation. Let's not lose the song because of him, of what he does. Get someone else to record it with equal passion and so on. So, Richard, so are you saying that I can't play the, the Rolf Harris version of Two Little Boys to my Two Little Boys? I didn't say that. No, um, I'm just, I'm, but I'm asking you, kind of in summary, almost. I think because of what's gone on, I don't think one should uh, lord things that he's done. Okay. Because if he's done all those things that he's alleged to, or he's convicted of, well, no, he's of, done. He's convicted. Pretty, pretty nasty. So get someone else to record it. Richard, thank you very much. And interesting to hear Richard there making a sensible point. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? What else you got? Um, this, a £12,000 <laughs> smile for girl snubbed by the NHS. Do you remember the picture of this girl? She had a oh, car crash and yeah. he knocked her front teeth out. Yep, yep. But to be honest, they're a right old state. She's got a bit of a snaggle tooth at the front. And that's it. Yeah. Um, but she, when she went to the NHS, doctors told her that her smile was not a priority. She was devastated by uh, being told to join a waiting list or pay twelve grand to have the work privately. But her ordeal's been brought to an end by a good Samaritan dentist who offered the work for free. For publicity, of course. Just had a text from Paul Scoynes. He's rolling on out, so we can uh, ambush him a little bit later on uh, on his bicycle. All oh, right. Final thing. Ba- this is on page 14 of The Guardian. It's on the left-hand side. They always put the least important stories on the left-hand side because no-one looks at them. This is, you go and look in your newspaper, this is true. The, import- the big stories are on the right-hand side because that's where your eye falls when you open the paper. The least important stories are on the left-hand side. Fact, right? So page 14 of The Guardian, the left-hand side... Third baby dies after IV feed contaminated. Do you remember we had a baby that died? There were those babies that were poisoned by the IV feed, and one died. Well, the suspicion was it was the IV feed. The suspicion was it was IV feed. We knew it was contaminated. One died. Front page news, scandalous as it should have been. Disgusting. And then a second baby died, and that was kind of hidden. That was about third in the news agenda. Well, now, a couple of weeks later, a third baby dying... 
Well, it's got one, two, three, four, four paragraphs on page 14. Of the, why is this not front page story that this story is continuing? A third baby has died after receiving intravenous feed in a hospital from a batch contaminated with bacteria. It's been confirmed. Public Health England has not identified the hospital or the baby. Uh, well, um, why not? Why don't we know the baby's name? Why can't we? Why haven't we got the baby's name? Why don't we know the hospital? Because if you've got a baby, or if you're having a baby, no, you shouldn't be worried. Of course, you shouldn't. The odds are everything is fine. But why don't we know this hospital? Why don't we know this baby's name? And why is it only? Fo- why is this not a front page story again? Another baby has died, potentially through something that should have made it better. I find that incredible. It shocked me when I saw that, hidden away. Right, that's it. That's your lot, Catherine. I'm going to kick you out now. Sorry? No, I'm just reading the paper. No, I'm going to kick you out because I've got a guest coming on in a bit. Talk about Glen Campbell. He's not coming in, though, is he? No, he's going to be on the phone. I'll be quiet, though. Will you? No. Out. Go on. Let's get the naughty travel, shall we? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound, heavy going between junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise also looking slow between junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. In Borehamwood on the sensors, the A1 very heavy London bound at Apex Corner from Stirling Corner. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. The travel's not really that naughty this morning, is it, Alice? Not massively. Should I, stop call, should, should I stop calling it the naughty travel for today? Do what you feel is best. OK, Alice, thanks. Thanks. 6.47 um, coming up. We'll be talking to the author of a new book about Glen Campbell. But before that, it's uh, Wednesday, the 2nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. Man's Head Upper in Dunstable took the decision after having problems with students unable to concentrate. Work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. Follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete track and the mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello there, long periods of sunshine to look forward to today, but for hay fever sufferers, do beware because there is a high to very high pollen count as well. Um, a little bit of fair with a cloud bubbling up, mainly in the afternoon just to break up the skies, but generally a very sunny day with light southwesterly winds and temperatures reaching 23 or 24 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight, a largely dry with varying amounts of cloud, not quite the clear skies we've had recently, so a bit milder too, with lows of 12 or 13 degrees. And tomorrow, another sunny day, maybe a a bit more in the way of uh, clouds, so the sunshine could be a bit more hazy at times, but we're still looking at highs of about 24 degrees Celsius. Now, Thursday night into Friday, it becomes much breezier, so quite a breezy day on Friday. It's not looking too bad, a bit more in the way of cloud, um, still probably temperatures up in the low 20s, but they are on the decline from Friday onwards. And then come Friday night, the rain comes in, and Saturday is looking very wet indeed. We might not see the back of that rain until well into the afternoon. Sunday, a bit cooler with thundery, slow-moving showers. But next week, high pressure builds again, so we should return to healthier temperatures. That's your latest forecast. BBC 
see Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's just so friendly, it's so friendly. Quite an attractive, historic, traditional market town. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. And Tring is totally surrounded by area of natural beauty. Just an easygoing feel about the place. Inviting everyone to where you live. A lovely atmosphere, lovely feel. Everyone's very helpful and kind. It's a place on its own. It's rather special, I think. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. What you see is what you get, and that's what I like about it. It's an honest place. Very pleasant, attractive, rural, provincial town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I won't move anywhere else. From BBC Three Counties Radio. She looks in the mirror and stares at the wrinkles that weren't there yesterday. Thinks of the young man that she almost married. What would he think if he saw her this way? She picks up her apron in little girl fashion as something comes into her mind. Slowly starts dancing, remembering her girlhood and all the boys she had waiting in line. Oh, such are the dreams of the everyday housewife you see everywhere any time of the day. An everyday housewife who gave up the good life for me. album she takes from the closet and slowly turns the page carefully picks up the crumbling flower the first one he gave her now withered with age she closes her eyes and touches the house dress that suddenly disappears and just for the moment she's wearing the gown that broke all their minds back so many years Oh, such are the dreams of the everyday housewife You see everywhere, any time of the day An everyday housewife who gave up the good life for me You see everywhere, any time of the day An everyday housewife who gave up the good life for me Well, we should be talking to the author of a Glen Campbell, but we got the wrong phone number, Kath. That's my bad. That's Honestly, my bad. you said one thing. What? No, <laughs> it is the only... Hang on. Hey, Mark. Trying to call you but we have the wrong number well hang on have we got the wrong number kelly or are your um your drugged up fingers dialing the wrong number you've got the correct number well have you got your the... drugged up brain sent me the wrong well digits. no no i sent you the numbers oh this is what happens when you deal with americans don't they irritate you <laughs> i sent you yeah um the that was glenn campbell by the way dreams of the everyday housewife boy there's a song I sent you the number for Mark Bago 
in New York. Yeah. It's 1.50 in New York a.m. I know, and he's sitting there waiting he's for the call. I'm waiting for the phone call for BBC Three Counties uh, from uh, Leicestershire. And, no, he's uh, saying, why didn't they call? Why didn't they call me? Why? Right, where, right, where's my guns? I'm going to get another coffee and wait for them to call. I'm going to shoot my TV in the face. Oh, Do you think he'll be listening online? No. Mark, if oh. you're listening online, we're trying to call you. We've got the wrong number. What can he do about it? Maybe he heard the Debbie Gibson thing. Yeah, and that put that turned him off. That turned him off. He's got our number. Do we just sit and Does wait? Does he know our dialing code? Well, do do you, ah, do you know his? Yes. Oh, yeah. So does he know our dialing code? I don't know, Kelly. Do you want to give it out? Oh one seven six wait, five. If you're calling for America, what do you call for us? Oh oh one one. No, that's America. oh oh four four. Yeah. Ah. So, 0044... He knows how to dial Uh, Britain. He's written 60 books. How many books have you written? He he might not have written any books on the dialing code. You don't know that. He's written 60 books. The odds are one of them is about dialing codes, or at least mentions dialing codes in some capacity. Correct, Catherine? Or involved them, yes. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. His biographies have included the life stories of some of the biggest stars of rock. I know Captain and Tennille. John. Jackson. Billy Joel. Jackson. Elvis Presley. Jackson. Michael Jackson. Jackson. Madonna. Yep. Can I just say, Kelly, everything has run smoothly, apart from one bit of audio we missed yesterday, everything has run smoothly whilst you've been living up in a field drinking uh, hooch. Scrumpy. Uh, You come back, we lose a guest. My name is going to be Muddin. I can't go back to America now. If I try and fly into America, I'll be, sir, would you step this way? I'll be back in a room with some dodgy-looking Mexicans. I'm not being racist. That actually happened to me once. I've tweeted about this and everything from our 3CR account. Oh, it's going to make us look like... The BBC really is going to be a laughing... Rubbish. You thought the BBC was a laughing stock yesterday when Five Live didn't give me a job and they didn't give any women any jobs. Now we're a laughing stock. They Who? gave one woman a bit of a job. They gave her an hour a week. Who gave you this number anyway? A man who has uh, works very closely with a member of the Monkees, and I'm trying to butter him up so I can... I think he's wow. stitched you up like a kipper. Oh, it's no. It's a bit like when you're in the no, disco, no. Kelly. You know when you go to the disco? <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. And a dodgepot comes up and he says, can I have no. your number? And you say, yeah, of course you can. No. And you give him uh, anyone else's number. Yeah. No. Hey, the f- there's a phone ringing. It'll be him. Oh, I don't know. It will be. It's America. Whoever it is, we get him on to talk about Glenn Campbell. Yeah. No, not notice. That would be amazing. What's your name? Yeah, it's him. Can I put you straight through? Beautiful. This is it. Okay, we're going to go live Mark to... Mark Bago. It's down the line. We're going to go... Oh, we've got the real Mark Bago on the line. We're going to go to New York Bago City. One. It's Mark Bago. Good morning, Mark. Howdy, Parker. Howdy, Mark Bago here. Mark, great to speak to you. I'm sorry we obviously got your number down wrong. That's perfectly fine, partner. Now, you've written this book about Glenn Campbell... I certainly have. He was a top-notch bloke, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Glenda Campbell. And why did you why did you decide to write a book about Glenn Campbell? I had some free time, and I needed the money. Okay, and you wrote this with his uh, with his daughter. Which daughter did you write this with? The second one, Debbie. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The second one. I didn't get her name. Much. And so you wrote this with Debbie Campbell. It's called uh, Glenn Campbell, Life with My Father. There must be some amazing stories in there, because Glenn obviously struggled with, with drugs and alcohol and fame. So uh, give us one of, one of the most shocking stories that you heard in there that, that won't well, get us sued. I, I, I'd, I'd love to, but you could read the book, partner. 
Okay, we 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 could uh, we could do that. How did how did Glen Campbell get so famous? What what was it the turning point in his career? Uh, I believe it's when he first picked up the guitar and decided to learn to play it. How did he go from um, being uh, just a humble guitar player to uh, being, you know, a country music superstar? Well, that's all in the book. Yeah. Maybe you could just, you know, sell the book a little bit, Mark. Yeah. Uh, It's got a nice cover. Okay. Uh, And, Uh, yeah. uh, And and Glenn, Glenn, Glenn told me, uh, oh, his daughter told me, yes. obviously, because Glenn's not with us anymore. No, Glenn's still alive. Oh. I mean, what you mean is he's, he's, he's battling Alzheimer's, don't you? Yeah. Yep, yep, okay. So when you, uh, yeah, he's not with us, he's, he's now, I believe, in a residential care home. But yeah, so you spoke to his daughter, oh. and his daughter said... Yeah, she said that one day he was travelling down the motor highway. Yeah. And he picked up his guitar and decided to start playing it on the highway, motor highway. Thing. Wow, wowzers. That's a great story, Mark. Well, listen, I, I, I really wish you the best of luck with the book. Thank you so much for joining us, and sorry for the mix-up with the phone numbers. That's perfectly fine, Ian. Yeehaw! And just give us the title of the book one more time, Mark. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, the line's gone a bit. Just give there. us the title of the book one more time, Mark. The, the title of the book? Glenn Campbell. Mark Bago there. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. With the North Orbital looking very slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Then on the M25 itself, the anti-clockwise carriageway is queuing between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. We've also got some delays between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And on the speed sensors, the M1 London bound struggling between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, I've dropped the naughty travel. It's not particularly, not particularly naughty this morning. So, coming up, should fizzy pop be banned in schools? And can I ever play my two little boys, two little boys? It's such a great song. I feel they were missing out if they didn't know it. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire School bans energy drinks. Work starts to make Luton to Dunstable busway quieter and documentary tracks Buck's terror suspect. BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. Man said Upper in Dunstable took the decision after having problems with students unable to concentrate. More from Danny Bailey. The head teacher, Jim Parker, sent an email to parents telling them of the ban. In it, he says increasing numbers of children were bringing in alarming quantities of energy drinks. He says the drinks were having a noticeable effect on students' ability to concentrate and display the sort of behaviour which is conducive to learning. Work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks that they're being kept awake at night. Luton Borough Council says work will continue tonight to fill the gaps between the beams. Local resident Fred is one of those affected. Quarter six in the morning... Boom, 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 and oh, God, bro, you're awake. 
that this morning I was awake a quarter to six this morning because of that boom, 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 boom. You're laying on your pillar and it's like an amplifier and the sound comes right the way through you. The mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Ten-month-old Luca Downey died of heart failure on the Riverbank ward in April last year. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. The latest survey of house prices by the Nationwide says prices across the country have risen by an average of almost 12% in the year to June. The rapid rise in house prices in London is fuelling most of that growth. The value of property in the capital has risen by 26% in the past year. The filmmaker who spent a year tracking the so-called White Widow, Samantha Luthwaite from Aylesbury, who is wanted on terrorism charges, says her radicalisation was a gradual process. Luthwaite lived in Aylesbury with 7-7 bomber Jermaine Lindsay and is now thought to be in Kenya. Adam Wishart's documentary is on BBC One tonight and examines Luthwaite's Buckinghamshire roots. As a schoolgirl, she... Uh... She became very friendly with the, uh, the Muslim family across the street. One of her best friends was this Muslim girl. Um, she became fascinated by the religion. She was taught about it. She studied religious studies at school and got an A, le- a and A-level, and she converted. The High Court has decided that a woman's Hertfordshire home should go to the nephew who cared for her in her last years and not to the animal charities she had listed in an earlier will. The judge upheld the claim by Kenneth King that his aunt had wanted him to have the house in Harpenden on condition he looked after her dogs and cats until they died. In sport, a major shock at Wimbledon with the world number one and number two seed Rafael Nadal beaten by the world number 144 Australian teenager Nick Kyrgios. Andy Murray's in quarter-final action on centre court today against Bulgaria's Grigor Dimitrov and Belgium and Argentina will meet in the World Cup quarter-finals after extra time victories in the last 16. The weather, dry, warm and sunny, maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and Support online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Well, I love living here and I think it's probably the sense of community. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. We're lucky, we've got a lovely big park here, Tring Park, lots of walking. It's the walking, actually, is really good in the canals, it's fantastic. It's all about where you live. I was born in Tring, I went to school in Tring and I worked in Tring. I won't move anywhere else. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Good morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a nice day. Kelly's back. Hey! High five. High five. That's what I'm talking about. I'll make me a coffee and make it snappy. Lots to talk about on the show this morning. Uh, energy drinks and fizzy pop have been banned from a school. I can understand the banning of energy drinks. They're horrible, those things. I mean, Monster, Red Bull, Pussy. I don't want any of those things. Have you had those? They drive me wild. But banning fizzy pop. I used to love a Panda Pop. Panda Pop's in my school. We didn't afford the, uh, couldn't afford the posh brands like Coke and Pepsi. Should we ban fizzy pop from schools? Noisy buses. And can I let my two little boys ever listen to two little boys? And we need to introduce non-competitive sports day oh, as a topic. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Let, let me give out the phone number and we'll set that properly. Right. 08459 455 555. 
across well, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, so... Katarina Boyala, what happened to you yesterday at the Educaciano? I went to a school sports day. Yeah, he sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, oh. Well, it started out as fun. Yeah. Uh, before all the kids realised they couldn't win. Oh, dear. They're all divided up into um, teams. Yeah. All different coloured T-shirts. That's fun. They wore yeah. their PE kits to school. That's yeah. really fun. That is a lot of fun. OK, you know it's a special day when you're not in your school uniform. Yeah. They all got divided up and there was a sort of, um, well, the, the school field was set out into different sections. Six yeah. different sections. OK, six different arenas, like the Hunger Games. So you'd think they'd be separated and they'd be team against team. Yeah, of course. No, they went round in their teams oh, and God. they were given sort of time trials. So, so who won? Everyone. Oh, no. Right. So they did sort of dribbling the ball for ten minutes. They had, they had some practice. You're time. all winners! Yeah. Um, but they got wise to this within about half an hour. Two hours in, they were bored. The kids were bored. A lot of them were walking it. Do you know the one bit where they act, their eyes lit up? Yeah. The mum's race, the dad's race. Yeah. Someone won. They were cheering people. Were there winners in the mum's and dad's race or all mum's and dad's winners? Uh, well, I sidled to the back so I couldn't see properly. Oh, <laughs> you coward. <laughs> I don't... What's wrong with kids winning and losing? I don't, I never, I've never understood this kind of hippie nonsense. What's wrong with hey, winning and losing? I was rubbish at sports. Yeah? I didn't love sports day. But then there were some kids who were rubbish at French and didn't love French like I did. And you it's totally had your tongue out for French, oh, didn't I you? I loved French. Oh, wait, four, five. Let's put the, I know Justin's going to go out and uh, speak to people on the streets about this. He, he was furious this morning. Yeah. They were bored. And actually, I, I think that people, grown-ups are overthinking yeah. it. Kids like to win. Oh, wait, four, five. But, ah, but then the, the, the counter-argument is they hate to lose. Yeah, but they need to deal with it. That's life. And actually, losing isn't at sports isn't the worst thing that can happen to you. It can be... Uh, if you're, I used uh, to find sports day embarrassing. Exactly, it can be embarrassing, and we shouldn't be embarrassing children. It can be uh, some children find it humiliating as well, humiliating and shameful. Well, no, it shouldn't be humiliating. I found it embarrassing because I was a rubbish runner. But you surprised me. Being yeah, being embarrassed about something isn't the worst thing that can happen, is it? I remember when I nearly won once, and that was great. I yeah. nearly won at the egg and spoon race. Do you know why I didn't? Because I stopped and waited for my friend. Oh, you plum. I was a nice kid. Mm. OK, well, let's put this out there. Can, is there anything wrong with kids winning and losing? Is there anything wrong with it? I, I, I can sort of see both sides, but I err on the side of it. You, you know, that's life, Let baby. They play. Yeah. They play. They compete all the time. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about that. More school stuff. Schools, as we all know, won't let kids do nothing. No more holidays in term time, no more e-cigarettes, and now one Bedfordshire school has banned fizzy pop. Manshead Uppers sent an email to parents saying energy drinks have been affecting pupil behaviour and concentration, so they're banning energy drinks and all fizzy drinks. Um, unfortunately, the head uh, has uh, not been available this morning. They sent us a statement, haven't yeah, they, they, Catherine? Haven't. What they, does it say? They tell us the ban is based on recent research that's been done into the effects of energy drinks on children. It showed that these drinks, which contain a mixture of caffeine and sugar, have a negative impact on a child's behaviour and the ability to concentrate. And the school says that this research is backed up by their own experience of pupils bringing energy drinks into class. And they say that the quantities they're bringing in is outrageous. The head told us that when pupils consume the drinks, they display the sort of behaviour which is, and I quote, 
not conducive to learning. OK, so the, 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 uh, I'm assuming there is a, a body, an organisation that represents Fizzy yep. Pop. What have they said? We contacted the British Soft Drinks There really is. Wow. OK, yes. yeah. They couldn't come on either. What? Word's oh. getting out, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they told us that the only drinks are not recommended for children and they wanted to get that message across to young people and their parents. They say that they operate a code of practice which specifies that this information should be clearly stated on the label of such drinks. The association's told us this drink should not be promoted or marketed to under 16s. Catherine, thank you for that. We're joined by Brian Lightman from the Association of School and College Leaders. Morning, Brian. Good morning. Brian, what do you make about all of this? Um, well, I, I'm, I think the school is absolutely right. There is a, a very strong body of research about the, uh, the risks of these drinks. And uh, certainly from my own experience of a head, I was, as a head, I was a head for 16 years. Uh, I've seen the effects of them. You know, they, they are not designed for children. They make children hyperactive. And often uh, we find that children come into school, they haven't had a proper breakfast, they've had these drinks, and they are unable to concentrate. And the, uh, the knock-on effect later in the day is it's a bit like taking a drug when uh, later you go down uh, into a very passive state as well. It leads to disruptive behavior. Um, it, it hinders learning. And obviously schools are about learning. Uh, I was surprised. Some of these kids have energy drinks for breakfast. They, they do, you know. I mean, I, I, you know, in my own experience, uh, you know, I had to sometimes speak to parents because you know, you'd find that children would, would get these drinks on the way to school or they'd even be given them at home. And, and I think parents, in good faith, you know, you know, and obviously they were ignorant about the effects of these, thought that children uh, would, would be able to concentrate better uh, if they had these drinks in the morning. But, you know, it's clearly not the case. And the other aspect of it, of course, and this goes on to physics, drinks as well is that they are absolutely full of sugar um, as much as 10 spoonfuls of sugar in a can of these drinks and that includes the fizzy drinks and uh, and that that is uh, you know that we have a massive problem of obesity and also increasing uh, incidence of diabetes in young people I, I can I can completely understand the banning of energy drinks I, have you heard of other schools banning energy drinks by the way Brian um, uh, they, they do it in different ways. I mean, schools, uh, schools don't sell energy drinks, mm. and, and uh, very, very few schools now sell fizzy drinks as mm. well. Um, whether they call it a ban, uh, you know, because right. children don't tend to bring them in, you know, if they don't bring them into schools anyway, most schools, you know, they don't allow children to take drinks into lessons and so on, and they certainly don't sell them in schools. So it's effectively, uh, it's just the, the use of the word. I can understand uh, not having energy drinks in schools. I, I haven't touched an energy drink for years because they drive me nuts nuts and you I, I imagine what that's doing to a 13 yeah. 14 year old but is there anything i know you, you mentioned obesity and, and, and diabetes but but when i was a kid we, we had a, a bottle of pop with, yeah. our, with our packed lunch is, is there is, that seems a little harsh to ban well, those um i think the the difference here is that uh, you know the the, uh, the way the way people live has changed you know the way people uh, the amount of exercise people have and so on and whereas uh, certainly when when you were a child when i was a child you know we used to be much more physically active uh, than a lot of children are now a lot of the time now they sit in front of uh, their playstations and things like that they're not having the exercise and and, and if they're drinking large quantities of drinks that have got this, these high amounts of sugar and indeed caffeine uh, in there, then that is not good for them. And we are seeing the effects in school, you mm. know. And, uh, and actually, you know, in one period when I was, I was ahead, you know, there was a drinks machine in the school and the teachers were complaining about the effect, that, about, the, uh, about the way the children were behaving in the classroom. We got rid of those drinks and replaced them with healthier options and we noticed a big change in behaviour in Gosh, the school. Gosh, isn't that interesting? Mm. Brian, while I've got you on, I don't know if you heard my chat with Catherine. I uh, did. 
did indeed. About... I'm pleased you're asking me about that. Can I, can I just say, you know, we represent secondary schools, yeah. and I don't know any secondary school in the country which does not have competitive sports. Good, OK. So once they get to teenage age, then, then comp- competition is, is definitely in place. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and it's absolutely right there should be. I don't really understand uh, what the, the example that you gave me, because obviously I don't know the details, but I can assure you that in, in secondary schools, competitive sports are alive and well. Good, because it's one of those things... Uh, life is competitive, isn't it? It's, it's a life lesson. You, lo- you win some things, you lose some things. If you put work in, you stand a better chance of winning more things. Absolutely, you know, and the children love it, you know. And, and, the, and the thing about it is that uh, uh, not everybody is suited to, uh, to sports. They have other interests, and schools offer a range of things. So, you know, schools should offer competitive sports. People should be able to participate. They get great pleasure and, uh, uh, and benefit out of it. Uh, but schools should offer other things as well, uh, which are also competitive in, in different ways. Brian, I appreciate your time. Two birds, one stone. Thank you, Brian Lightman, Association of School and College Leaders. Well, there you go. We've got two things to think about. Let's, let's concentrate on the fizzy pop and the energy drinks first. I haven't had an energy drink for years. Those things, are, they drive me nuts. Yeah. I used to have vodka and Red Bull when I was a student this until was... I woke up one night realising that my legs were still going. Man alive. I um, once in uh, San Francisco um, had uh, a night of vodka. It's the only night I've had vodka and Red Bull. Hi, Chihuahua! It's madness. You are wide awake and alert, but you're off your nut. It's insane. I don't like any of the energy drinks. I don't. I, I, they don't work for me. Well, they do work for me. That's the problem. So I, I can completely understand those being banned. Fizzy pop, fizzy pop being banned from schools, is that maybe a little bit harsh? It's interesting what Brian was saying. They noticed a change in yeah. the pupils' behaviour when they did that. 08459 four double five five double five. Maybe you're a teacher uh, or maybe you're a parent or a grandparent. Your thoughts on that. And also the, uh, the, the idea of non-competitive sports day, non-competitive environment. It's, it's, I'm glad that Brian says that once you get to kind of, what do they call it, middle school, upper school, yeah. they call it these days, that um, competition is back and is there. But there's nothing wrong we with eight-year-olds. We seem to have phased it out for little kids, and I think that that's when they need to learn the most. I was uh, um, in charge of the entertainment at my nephew's party when he was seven, maybe, and we played musical statues. There were tears when I picked winners, and my sister said, we don't have winners anymore, Ian. It's not the 70s. Uh, well, it's the 70s in my house. <laughs> uh, 08459 four double five five double five. What's wrong with kids having a bit of competition? Hey? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 London bound, at Gypsy Corner, one lane is blocked because a car's broken down. It's causing congestion on the approach, which is really adding to the normal morning queues. The M25 anti-clockwise, queues between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking heavy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. The M1 London bound, slow going between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport, all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, we're playing an interesting game here, dear listener. We're trying to guess what's, what race Kelly Betts was good at and sports there. Everyone wanted... Her on their team. We've gone for. We've tried. We've tried relay. Nope. Uh, sack. S- give her the sack. Um, that's not <laughs> what you remember. Uh, oh, went for it. Um, wheelbarrow sack. Uh, egg spoon. and spoon. Nope. Relay. No. Nope. Hundred meters. No. Three legged. No. Um. Skipping. 
Nope. I tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll find out after the news. Radio Tease. Yeah. We'll also be revealing if it's your birthday today. Who do you share your birthday with? 7.16, it's Wednesday the 2nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. Manshead Upper in Dunstable took the decision after having problems with students unable to concentrate. Work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. And the mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So Kelly Betts, what was the race? Piggyback race. Oh yeah, because you're good at you've got really strong shoulders, haven't you? No. Oh, because they carry you. I was the pig. Hang on a second. <laughs> I know you were the... There's no such thing as a piggyback race. There were. It was in my school. Would they? I bet there wouldn't be. I bet there wasn't nowadays. What with health and safety gone mad. Political mm. correctness up your shoot. <laughs> Isn't it? Is that the phrase? I'm not sure. 08459 555. Lots to talk about. Com- competition in schools. Fizzy pop in schools. We're also asking, after the news yesterday, uh, Rolf Harris found guilty of sex crimes... Am I allowed to play two little boys to my two little boys? Uh, Helen and Milton Keynes says, you can play that record any time. Like you said, it was played and sang at the time with passion. I played it to my sons. One joined the RAF. That son loved the song. Now my grandsons love that song. Why not record the song and let the money from it go towards helping the heroes who've come back injured from war? Make some good come out of something bad. Keep playing a great record to your boys. It's a great record. It's a great record. I don't want you recording it, though. <laughs> I'd do a good job. I'd do a good, good, good job. you do a job. But it's a, it's a great record. It's a great song, and it's performed brilliantly. And any other version, I don't think, would have that. And if we're trying to get away from the fact that Rolf Harris did it first, I don't think making another version would do that. You'd just think of the Rolf Harris. Someone's one. emailed me. I don't think he did do it first. I think someone... Hang on. It was Jill's uh, email. The song was made famous in music halls by Scottish entertainer Harry Lauder. Um, the song has also been recorded by others. It's not the same as songs written by Jonathan King or Gary Glitter. People need to get a life and learn the true value of something before complaining. Thank you, Jill. 08459 455 555. Now, when the Luton to Dunstable guided busway opened up in September, we were told it would be fast, 
frequent and reliable high-quality service linking Houghton Regis, Dunstable and Luton. They didn't tell us it would be the source of a stream of stories for this programme, but it is. We've told you about yobbos putting obstacles on it, cars and lorries getting stuck on it, and £600 a week signs being used to tell everyone but buses to keep off of it. Well, now people living next to it are complaining the busway makes a right racket. This is what the busway sounds like from people's back gardens just off Jeansway and Dunstable. What do you reckon? Is that, would that noise irritate you, disturb you? Justin Dealey has been speaking to residents in the area to find out how the busway has affected their lives. To put it bluntly, terrible. Quarter six in the morning... Boom, 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 and oh, God, bro, you're awake. There this morning, I was awake a quarter to six this morning because of that boom, 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 boom. You're laying on your pillar, and it's like an amplifier, and the sound comes right the way through you. Especially six o'clock in the morning, quarter to six in the morning, you're asleep, and you're woken up with it. You don't want to be woken up at quarter to six in the morning. You see, it's all, they're all nimbies. They're all nimbies. Not in my backyard. But, of course, this is my backyard and I live in it. It is torture. We are woken every morning or six mornings a week at quarter to six and the last bus is at midnight and we hear every single bus. You, you know, when we're laid in bed, it literally comes through the pillow. It's almost as if it vibrates through the ground. During the daytime, you can cope with it. But when, when you're constantly being woken up uh, and you can't go to sleep before midnight, we are being allowed five and a half hour, or five and three quarter hours sleep a night. Uh, and it just gets you down. It's wearing. We're, we're retired. We, we, we're just being worn down by it. And Luton Council are trying to help. But will it work? If it doesn't work, we're going to have to move. Uh, and, you know... The only way I can describe it is sleep deprivation is a form of torture and that's what they're doing to us. That busway is torturing us. Boom, 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 boom. Well, sadly, Luton Borough Council doesn't seem to want to speak to us about anything at the moment. I don't know if I've upset them. Maybe I should send them a card. Even though in this case they're, they're fixing the problem. Luckily, South uh, Southwest Beds MP Andrew Salou has been kind enough to join us. Good morning to you, Andrew. Good morning. Nice uh, to be with you on the program. No, you'll beca- we should give you a regular slot. You've been helping us out <laughs> with our, the house and charges, and now having, having a look at this. What have residents said to you about the noise, Andrew? Well, I, I visited the residents in, in Ludun Close on, on a number of occasions, and I've listened to the noise, and there is a thumping sound, and it, and it is a vibration that goes right through their, their properties. And, of course, the gardens are not huge there, and the busway is literally right behind the back fence. But Luton Council um, are installing some fillers between um, the gaps in the concrete beams. It's the gaps between the beams that are causing that thumping noise. If it was just a smooth stretch Mm. of um, sort of track bed the whole way, you wouldn't have that thumping sound, you wouldn't have the noise, and you wouldn't have the vibration. So if we can get these fillers between the beams and a contractor's doing the work at the moment... Hopefully that will eliminate the thumping noise, and that's what I'm really, really hoping we're going to be able to achieve. Are you confident this is going to work, Andrew? 
Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not an engineer, um, and I, I, I haven't seen the fillers. But um, I, have, I will say that Keith Dove of Luton Council has has been very helpful. I'm looking at a letter from him in front of me now. He's done what he said he would do in terms of getting it in this week, and I think it's the third company which Luton Council have approached to try and do this. So they have made an effort to do it. You know, they are putting the fillers in. I very, very much hope um, that it will work. But you know, we'll just have to wait and see what it's like. <laughs> There have been a lot of problems with this busway, haven't there? Cars and lorries getting stuck on it, sat-navs guiding people onto it, council spending £600 a week on on a a sign telling people where to go. it's, It's not run smoothly, has it? No, it hasn't. I guess with any new major bit of infrastructure, there are teething um, problems. I mean, there was a sort of troubled history with getting it built. I think my view now is that we have it. It's there. Whatever your view was of it beforehand, we've got to make it work. We've put the money in. We do need to get the benefit from it. So I hope we can iron these teething problems out. Finally, Andrew, the, the Luton on Sunday reported that the true cost of the busway was uh, was £78 million, £22 million more than the, yeah. what has been suggested. Do we know if that's true and if the overspend has been worth it? Well, um, I'm not aware of those particular figures, but if I talk about the A5M1 link, the Dunstable Northern Bypass, the first quote I saw for that was £48 million, and now we're over £170 million. Mm. You know, if we built the road originally back in 2003 when we were supposed to have done it you know we'd have saved um you know near on 120 million pounds so uh, we do seem to have huge levels of inflation in terms of major infrastructure projects which is a worry you know we do need to make sure taxpayers are getting value for money andrew i always appreciate your time thank you very much indeed have a word with luton borough council tell them to pull their finger out and come on the show andrew thank you very much andrew salu South West Beds uh, MP, no doubt will be... T- see, they, see they, now, listen, uh, that's the kind of t- the MP you want representing you. One that, w- when they're asked a question, says, yeah, no, I'll come on and talk about it. I'll come on and address the situation. And Andrew, pretty much, as far as I'm aware, always does. Always. That's what you want from your MPs and your councillors and things like that. Not there people- are others who always tell us they're not available. Yeah, Luton Borough Council, what's going on? Is it because we're moving to Dunstable? Are they having a little hissy fit? Well... Are they upset that we're moving away from Luton? But... No, it can't be that, can it? It can't. No one could be that petty, could they? Could they? Well, we'll I'm sure. I'm sure it's a misunderstanding. We'll sort it out. Uh, Ian, I didn't need. This is uh, some texts here. One from. Oh, by the way, let's call Scoinsy after half past seven. He's he's cycling in. Let's uh, let's have a laugh at him, shall we? Stephen Redbourne, Ian, I didn't need energy drinks at school. I was just bad to the bone, and as for hindering learning, I didn't go to school to learn. Is that a lyric from a song, or is he just a plum? I don't know. If you don't go to school to learn, it's not the most exciting place to hang out, is it? Well, I was just bad to the bone, and as for hindering learning, I didn't go to school to learn. What did you go to school for, then? Just to sit in, in French lessons and, and... Roll your eyeballs. Uh, at a recent four-year-old birthday party, past the... Oh, this is your... OK. Uh, non-co- uh, non-competitive sports. At a recent four-year-old birthday party, says Craig... Uh, passed the parcel took 20 minutes at every unwrapping every kid won a prize Mm -hmm. after 10 minutes you could see the kids were bored but kept going only one round in my day you would have four or five where parents would make sure everyone would have you this is your beef yeah i've got a massive beef with the pc pass the parcel oh come on mate massive so you so so your kids i've been at parties where the kids get glazed over once they get their sweets too i've been at parties where they walk off no because they know everyone gets one not at my parties i don't put sweets in do you know what i put in yeah forfeits right they're children because yeah but they're entertaining each other while we do it 
We're not doing it for sweets. In fact, if I was going to be hardcore, I wouldn't put anything in at all, yeah, apart from the prize. Murph has emailed. He's picked up on something that Kelly p- uh, picked up on. Ian, why does he live in his backyard? Bizarre. Thanks, Dennis. Oh, for goodness sakes, Kelly. I have, yeah. Hang... Oh. She's talking Dennis, to Dennis. Could... Hang up on him. Me. Oh, oh. Hey. oh, thanks. What? Thanks, boss. What have you been up to? Oh, Kelly! I think it's near the grove. She's the only reason he rings, you know. Don't phone up to... Oh, goodness. Right, I'm, cu- I'm coming in. Hang on, I'm going to have a word with him. Hang on. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 London bound at Gypsy Corner, a car broke down earlier. It's got long delays on the approach, which have really added to the usual morning queues. The M25 anti-clockwise, we've got long delays between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Also problems on the M1 northbound. Junction 12 for Flittick on the exit slip road. One lane is closed because a lorry's broken down. Traffic seems to be coping okay at the moment, though. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. You finished... uh, Thank you, Alice. Have you finished talking to uh, Dennis from Dunstable? I have, yeah. Great to catch up with him. No, this is not a a, a chat line service. (laughs) It is for Dennis. It is a bit. Yeah. Listen, only... Please... Right, when it, you two, this is your job. Right, I'll have another cup hey, Kelly, of coffee. Describe in a what you're wearing. No, what? no, 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 no. When people phone up, can you say, first things first, good morning, this is BBC Three Counties Radio, are you prepared to come on air? Dennis, we'll come on air, we're just having a chat first. Oh, for goodness sakes. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. Man said Upper in Dunstable took the decision after having problems with students unable to concentrate. Work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. And the mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. A major shock at Wimbledon with the world number one and number two seed Rafa Nadal beaten by the world number 144 Australian teenager Nick Kyrgios. I was in a bit of a zone out there. Uh, you know, I didn't really notice the crowd that much. And, um, you know, it hasn't sunk in at all what, what's just played out there. You know, I played some, you know, extraordinary tennis. Andy Murray's in quarter-final action on centre court today against Bulgaria's Grigor Dimitrov. It's a big, big opportunity for for him um, in the quarter-finals of of a Slam. Yeah, he's obviously playing very well just now, winning Queens and you know had some some good matches here too. And um, yeah, it'll be a, be a step up. Belgium and Argentina will meet in the World Cup quarter-finals after extra time victories in the last 16. Belgium beat the USA 2-1 last night after Argentina beat Switzerland 1-0. The quarter-finals get underway on Friday. Meanwhile, Barcelona will begin negotiations with Liverpool today over a deal for striker Luis Suarez. Milton Keynes-Dons have completed the signing of young striker Tom Hitchcock on a three-year deal after he left QPR. He's the son of former Chelsea keeper.
goalkeeper and Watford goalkeeping coach Kevin Hitchcock. The boss of the Milton Keynes Red Bull team has admitted they didn't expect Daniel Ricciardo to be leading teammate and world champion Sebastian Vettel ahead of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone this weekend. Christine Horner says the Australian's form has surprised the team. Absolutely. I mean, I think we all you know, expected a lot from him, but I don't think anybody expected the amount that he's actually delivered. It's been amazing. I mean, he's really got uh, you know, stuck in. He's dealt with the pressure tremendously well and um, you know, hasn't looked back. So uh, you know, we're, we're over the moon with how he's performed so far. In Gulf Islands, Paul Dunn won the open qualifying event at Woburn, despite arriving on the first tee with just a minute to spare after misjudging the walk from the clubhouse. And in Cricket's Minor Counties Championship, Hertfordshire lost by 109 runs away to Staffordshire after being bowled out for 298 in their second innings. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight. Boom, 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 boom. What do you think about these sports days, Madam? Non-competitive sports day. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Chicken little teas. Chicken little teas. Chicken little teas. Tickets at the bridge with the chicken little teas. Morning, this is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 So, lots to talk about this morning. Let me set up my Pete Beale style fruit and veg stall at the corner just outside the Queen Vic. And, what are your uh, plums today? My plums are fizzy pop in school being banned. Yay, Nice satsumas. What do they represent? They represent non-competitive sports days. Should we? I don't. This. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think non-competitive sports is a nonsense. Mm-hmm. I think you're a, a, a whinger and a misery no, for not, not letting kids win a tiny little lollipop. My parties are exciting. No. When you win, you feel like you've won. Talking about your kids' parties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little little tiny packet of Haribo in between two sheets of newspaper. You can't even do that. Shame they're, on you. They're expecting it. They're waiting for it. Non. And once they get it, they're not engaged in the game anymore. The non-competitive sports days. And uh, and um, my uh, watermelon... No bananas. No bananas today. Watermelon is on special offer. I need to get rid of it because they're about to turn. Mm. Is uh, can I play two little boys to my two little boys? It's a great song. Rolf Harris is now a convicted sex criminal. We'll find out... Uh, is it Friday he gets sentenced, I think? Um, and uh, I, I'm sure there will. Pr- the, the papers are hinting that there are a rush of other people who want who have come forward. It'll be interesting to see how that story develops. But the, the, the thing I want to ask is, can I play two little boys to my two little boys? It's a great song. It's a brilliant song. It's one of the best kids songs because it's got a message. It's got meaning. It's powerful. It's about friendship. It's about brotherhood. It's about love. It's about war. It's about respect and dignity. All of these things. And it'll be sad if I couldn't play that to my boys anymore, I think. Justin, what do you... What do you I know we got you to talk about sports day. Mm, what do you reckon? Mm. Can I play two little boys to my two little boys? No, absolutely not. Tell me why. Well, put it this way, you know, when it comes to Gary Glitter, we've, we've spoken about this many times yep. in the past. Do you want to be in my gang? No, I don't want to be in your gang. Um, and when it comes to two little boys, I just think it's, it's just wrong, yeah. you know. Everyone this week, I think, has been highly shocked by, by what's happened. And I just think for, for you to play that to your two little boys, it just sounds and, and it is wrong. So we lose that song forever, do we, Just? Because it's a cracking yeah. record. Yeah, we do. We do, absolutely. Can we... Do we... This is interesting. Maybe you can take this to the street a bit later on if, you, mm. if, you, if you've got time. Do we have to lose works of art because the, the person who created that art has a nefarious 
uh, history in the mm. various background. I'm sure there are other, you know, there are filmmakers who have done the terrible crimes. There are painters who have committed terrible crimes. Do we have to lose those great works of art because of, of the person behind it? Yes, I think so, because I think, you know, you're, you're talking about that song. You love it so much, probably because you respected and you liked Rolf Harris so much. Now, I'm sure your opinion of him as a person has completely yep. changed. So, yep. so surely that song, playing that song to children... Has surely changed as well. When I was a kid, I didn't like the song because it was Rolf Harris. I liked the song because it made me... Um, uh, I'm trying to describe this as a six-year-old. Mm. It made me feel funny, right? Yeah. Now, I can now look back and I recognise that that funniness I felt at the age of six was... Um, I was moved by it. I didn't have the language at the age of six to know mm. I was... I, mm. I was moved by it. It, it, it hit me uh, in my soul, OK? Yeah. At six, it made me feel funny, that's why I liked it. It wasn't the fact, it was Rolf Harris singing it. I mean, I, I like it personally. I've played it on my music show before. I think it's, it's a good, fun song. But I think the fun now, when you consider what he's done, what he's been convicted of, uh, the fun in that song has, has sadly gone for me. All right, I don't know if you, what you're doing for the rest of the show, but maybe if you've got time, you could take that to the street. Mm. Before we get to school sports days, do you want to have a laugh? Yeah, go on. You right, Scoines? <laughs> hey, you all right? Let's just, have a, let's just have a listen for a second. Sounding a bit breathy there, Scoines. Oh, I've just done 11 miles. 12, I Sorry? I've just done 12, sorry. I've just done 12 miles. Are, are you feeling the burn? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, whereabouts? On your buttocks? <laughs> um, yeah, buttocks a bit sore. Yeah, yeah. So you're cycling into work uh, 24 hours late, 24 <sighs> hours after you promised us this feature. Where I think we dealt, with, we dealt with that yesterday. Whereabouts are you now then, Mr Scoynes? Just like the sound of uh, Woburn. Just coming into Woburn. What can you see? Uh, well, it's a lot of countryside. I'm on a quite busy road, so um, you'll hear that. But, if yeah, if you're town. driving past and you see a, a tired old political reporter, do yeah. honk your horn and um, maybe make a hand gesture to him as well. <laughs> a wave. Thanks. Thanks, a friendly way. wave. Yeah. Why do you why do you cycle in? You've got a car, haven't you? It's a lovely day. It's a beautiful day. It's, it's, it's the sky is blue. You know, it's it's warm. It's about fifteen, sixteen degrees. It's getting warmer. It's lovely. It's just a nice morning. It's a nice day too. I put it to you, Mister Scoines. Yes, Rumpole. But that by talking to you about cycling today, twenty four yeah. hours after we did the cycling story. Yeah. That this feature has no merit whatsoever. Well, you you called me. Well, w w is that your final offer? Because I'd like to go to my telephone now. Yeah. You've sent me a text saying, on the move, rolling out. Yeah, that's right. What, now, what am I supposed to assume from that? No, I'm cycling to work, mate. OK. And yesterday, you said that we could call you while yeah. you were cycling to work. You've told me this morning... When you're leaving to cycle to work, the implication, Mr. Scoynes, I think is very clear, is you wanted us to call you while no, you were cycling to work. Reaffirming, reaffirming my commitment. Your commitment to presenting a feature to us that is 24 hours late, Mr. Scoynes. Better late than never. Hey, I've got to get going. This is ripping my, my, my best lap. Yeah, you have got to get going, Mr. Scoynes. You have. No, I don't. We do travel in about five minutes. It's in, it's in seven minutes and I can wait. I said about. 
I put it to you, Mr Scoynes, that five minutes is not about seven minutes. There's a difference of 120 seconds. I think you're, you're being... Um, I think you're being a bicycle bell. And I think you know what I mean by that. That's my bell. Thank you, Mr Scoynes. No, thank you. Yeah, you're right. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian right. Lee. BBC Three Counties Justin, Radio. Justin, 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 Justin. Oh, what a muppet he is. Isn't he a plumber? Uh, do you know what? I saw him last week in the office. He came in, all the lycra was on. He thought he was the real deal. Absolute idiot. This is very, very funny, and I'm going to tell this story, Justin. I hope Mm. you don't mind. Mm. Justin has come back from his holiday, a changed man. He doesn't take part in any of the the, the bants where we log into people's computers and send offensive emails to women who work in the office pretending to be from other people. (laughs) Doesn't hide bags and anything like that. But Paul Scoynes rides in on a regular basis, and he often leaves his helmet lying around. And Justin found you found his helmet, didn't you, Justin? Mm, I did. Yes. And he got some sticky paper, and he stuck on the back. He stuck this paper on the back of the helmet, and he wrote a message on there. Mm-hmm. He wrote, "Cool guy." <laughs> <laughs> he wrote, "Cool guy," or something like that. I don't remember. I know it began mm. with a C. I didn't really yes, follow yes, it. Yeah. Uh, and you stuck that on the back of his helmet, didn't you? I did. Yes, I was playing with his helmet last week in the office, but unfortunately, he uh, he sussed me. He picked up his helmet and uh, he saw the message right on the front. Are you going to try and get your hands on Paul Scoyne's helmet again yes, this week? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Good for you. Good for you. And that, that is friendly competition. It's competition. It's the, it's survival of the fittest. Mm. And it's done no one any harm. Yeah, I mean, when Scoyne's found it, he was uh, crying. But that's mm. by the by. Yeah. Sports day. Catherine went to a non-competitive sports day yesterday. It sounds hideous. <laughs> You, this got you really angry, didn't yeah, it? I'm furious about it because, you know, I just think that the, the schools these days, that they are just ridiculous. Life is all about winning. You can't say to a lot of kids, OK, there's no winners, there's no losers. It's pathetic. Of course, life, have I got this wrong? Life is about winning, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I was very angry. Yeah. I just you know, you were furious. It. No, you're... I was. I was genuinely very upset. We made, because... we, we threw, Justin comes in and we th- kind of throw ideas at him. We went, just non-competitive sports days. And he looked down at the table and went, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the World Cup, though. It's like saying at the World Cup, don't worry, guys, nobody's going to win. We're here for fun. Of course, every nation wants to win the World Cup and they will do everything they possibly can to win the a- World a- Cup. Apart, apart from Cameroon. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Justin, have you got special powers? Yes. Guess what the teams were yesterday. Uh, they were on. World Cup teams. Oh, were they? Yeah. Uh, were they Were they England? No, they weren't in there. Uh, it was Argentina, Venezuela, Peru. Whoa, 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 hang on a second. We've got a sports day in England. Chile. And we haven't got oh, Team England. <laughs> what? Well, come on. Now. I think they've been sent home. You've been out, <laughs> you've been out speaking about asking people about this, Just. Yes, I have been uh, asking people's thoughts on um, silly, non-competitive sports days. Here's what people had to say. What do you think about these sports days, madam? Non-competitive sports days. They're rubbish. They've got to be competitive. They've got to, you know, fight to win that's what life's about if you don't fight you don't get anything in life do you so you know you've got to win have schools just become pathetic these days yes yeah they have definitely become pathetic they need to encourage kids to be competitive to fight to win they've got to succeed in life and if they don't start early they never succeed will they have you ever been to one of these events no i haven't but i've heard about them and you can't you can't have everybody being a winner you've got to have some losers the people that have got to strive to achieve things for the future you know if you don't 
lose at some stage, you're never going to think, oh, this is horrible. I want to do better next time. You've got to do something to encourage them to do it. And yes, it may upset the children if they lose. And when I was at school, I lost and I was very, very upset. But it taught me a lesson at an early age that, that next year I would go back and I would try even harder because I wanted to win. That's exactly it. When I was younger, I was always last at everything. But that taught me that I wanted to strive and succeed. In my life, I've become successful because I don't like losing. I am very competitive. I always want to win, so I fight as hard as I possibly can. And, you know, that's what kids have got to learn when they're younger. Pressed. What's happening to this world? I don't know. It's gone crazy. It has, it has. Anyway, I'll leave you in peace. Thank you very much. Take care. Have a good day. Take care. Veronica, Ian's talking this morning about non-competitive sports days. Now, your child is 14, so when they were at their sports days, it was competitive. What's your views on non-competitive? Yeah, really, yeah, it's pointless. What's the point of taking part if you're not going to win? Or Life's about winning, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Do you think all schools should get real and scrap them? Yeah, I think they should, yeah. Give them something to aim for. Oh, I think it's really important to inspire our children, giving them ambition, something to drive for, something to win for. So um, I'd encourage uh, all competitive sports. Yeah, it depends how the kids feel, right? You know, the kids might enjoy it, won't they? It's only a bit of fun for them, isn't it? So fun though, life's about winning, isn't it? Well, yeah, winning, but well, I mean, you've got to have fun as well, wouldn't you? What's your memories of sports days when you were a kid? Yeah, were you a winner or a loser? Oh, no, I always try to win, yeah, yeah always try to win. But yeah. When you lost, I bet you felt devastated, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah a bit gutted, I suppose, yeah. So the next year, you tried harder to win, you wanted to be a winner, it taught you about life skills. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got to win, didn't you? Yeah, I suppose so. That, that's what life's about, I suppose. You've got to win, you've got to make something of yourself, I suppose. So you agree with me? That's fantastic. Thanks for your time, sir. All right. Justin, we've just seen... I didn't see it because tennis Mm. is rubbish. But we've just seen a 19-year-old who I think is either ranked or seeded 144th in the world beat the world number two at Wimbledon. Yeah, fantastic. He's only a few years off having done... He he was probably doing sports day last year, this time last year. (laughs) Imagine if that fella, he's Australian Greek Cypriot or something, I don't know. Anyway, Mm. imagine if he'd had non-competitive sports days. Don't even go there. When you you look at life in every single thing is about winning if you go for a job interview it's about winning if you're playing sport it's about winning everything is about being the best so to teach children at that age don't worry i just think it's utterly wrong justin excellent stuff speak to you later on thank you very much let's get the travel travel news for beds cards and bugs bbc three counties radio in Mark Yate on the A5 near Luton Road, it's partially blocked after an accident. Uh, it's causing queues in both directions at the moment. Also on the M1 northbound at Junction 12 for Flittick on the exit slip road, a lane is closed after a lorry broke down, but traffic doesn't seem to be struggling at the moment. The London-bound M1, heavy going between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. Also delays on the M25 anti-clockwise uh, between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 7.46. It's, uh, where are we now? Wednesday, the 2nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. The head at Manshead Upper in Dunstable has emailed parents describing problems with students unable to concentrate. The mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. 
and work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. Follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. Right, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Lots of sunshine around today, but also a high to very high pollen count. A bit of fair weather cloud bubbling up here and there, mainly in the afternoon, but still plenty of sunny spells and light southwesterly winds. Temperatures reaching 23 or 24 degrees Celsius. A largely dry night tonight. A bit more cloud around, so slightly milder with lows of 12 or 13 degrees. And tomorrow, more sunshine on the cards, so might be a little bit more cloud, uh, making it more hazy sunshine, but still some healthy temperatures looking at highs of 23 or 24 degrees Celsius. Thursday night, though, it becomes a bit breezier, so Friday, things start to turn. We still have highs in the low 20s, but those temperatures will start to descend. And Friday night, it looks like we could have rain moving in and staying with us well into the afternoon on Saturday. Some cool, uh, a cooler day on Sunday with thundery showers, which will be quite slow moving. But high pressure builds again next week, so we should return to uh, better temperatures. That's your latest forecast. Boom, 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 boom. Every weekday from three. Spend your afternoons talking about beds, hearts and bucks. It's an amazing venue. If you haven't been to Amstel Park, get along. It's absolutely beautiful. Discussing the biggest stories. In terms of our people, we've invested £5 million to recruit new nurses. In the company of friends. Howard Berry and Brown, Amanda Devlin. Amanda, what have you been watching this week? I went to the Happy Days. And debating the week's hottest topics. The biggest problem is, is actually lack of money, lack of opportunities, poor availability of training. The use of CCTV spy to catch people park illegally is to be banned. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I'm being given an important message from Kelly Betts. She's spent a long time typing it. It's a shame because I'm not going to read it. You, why don't you say it? I'm busy typing it. Well, it, it, why don't you t- say it as you type it? Oh, okay. So, you know the podcast that had Matt Allwright calling in? Oh, from uh, Rogue Traders Watchdog, and I yes. totally pwned him. I pwned him. You left him in silence for a long time. Yeah, I met all right from the telly. Wasn't all right when I owned him. I owned him. I pwned him. Took him down to Chinatown. Probably can't say that now. It's considered racist. Chinatown's a lovely place to go. What's racist about it? Anyway. Why can't the Chinese whisper? That. They call it telephone in America. Podcast. Yes. Also features the Northern Kokomo. Hey, rap fans. Matt Lockwood. Oh. That's got five days left before for it's you self-destruct. To download. However, However if, if you, you download it within those five days, yours to keep. It's yours. To keep. And the thing is, what's fun about this, and this is just a thought I had here, and I, I don't know what the rules are. I can't imagine the bosses would have a problem with this. Oh, here we go. Um, is if you download it and keep it, that will, de- that will delete from the internet in five days. It'll be on your iPod or your other MP3 player. There aren't any others. Your phone? That'll be with you forever. Yes. So what? In a couple of years, that'll be a collector's item. You yeah. could sell that for what? 25 quid? 30 quid? 100 quid? I'll sign it. And if you wanted you to hear... Yeah. When How much? When is it? Where, where can I get it from? Caller Ken... Cut the cheese, shall we say? Live he dropped air. one. He, he, he dropped something. one. Yeah. Um, it blew off. That's on there for 12 days. Okay. On so the 12th 12 day of days. Christmas, Ken dropped his guts. Um, <laughs> are you going to talk to Dennis or are you just going to keep I don't really on? want to talk to Dennis. Do and I don't want to talk to you. Well, I don't want to talk to you, madam. 
You just ruined my day. Sorry? I'm, ruined the, I'm losing the, the will to live. What's your beef, then? You're moving to Dunstall, for God's sake. Yeah, we, can, we want to be near you. No, we don't. Don't forget. Look, but my house price will drop dramatically. Hey, now Dennis, listen. Gone. I have worked with Ricky Gervais and Ali G and Ryland Clark. Have you? Yes. I've got Ryland's phone number, although he did ask me to stop phoning him. Well, I worked with Winston Churchill, didn't I? Well, yeah, but Winston Churchill ain't here no more, baby. I know, that's because he's killed himself off. He's he heard what, about you. What I'm, all I'm saying, Dennis, is yes. when we move to Dunstable, I think you're going to see a nice little rise in your property price from, what? what's your house worth, about £60,000, maybe up to £62,000? Oh, nearly treble that. Hey, £66,000. You're going to come round and uh, clean our windows for us? No fear. You're going to make no. us a rocking horse? No. Uh, yeah, you're going to come round and tell us some boring stories when we move there? I, I, no, I Sorry? Tell you, no, I don't tell them boring stories no. in Dunstable. It's Luton I'm giving it. I moved from Luton to a better part of Bedfordshire. Yeah, well, we're, we're coming to join you, baby. Well, you've no right to. You're, you you're a born Lutonian. Well, no, hang on a second. Listen, by coming to uh, Dunstable, and we are moving to Dunstable at some point next year. I don't know the full yeah, details. I, I don't really listen in those meetings. They, they kind of drag on a lot. Be alive then, so. We will be there. Listen, D- Luton, the, the Luton uh, Borough Council won't come and talk to us, Dennis. I don't know why. Tony has um, uh, texted in. He, he talks about the people complaining about the bus noise. What a yeah. load of whingers. I yeah. thought all old people were deaf. Oh, I thought all old people got up early so that they could stand outside the post office. The busway is doing them a favour. He goes on to say, Ian, I know why Luton Council won't come onto your show. You're deserting them by jogging off to Dunstable. You've hurt them with this separation. Oh, dear. Ah. Well, I agree with them about that. Listen, we finish the show, Dennis, as you know, nine o'clock. I've looked at the map. You're about six minutes away from where we're going to be. Ah, yes. So what's the odds of us popping round about ten past nine and we're doing us a little fry-up? That's right. Well, you're all right. We're all right until um, this afternoon at 2.30. No, not... Well, what's happening at 2.30, Chinese dentist time? We have to go shopping. Yeah, we're not coming today, Dennis. I'm talking about next year. Well, I might not be around next year. Yeah, that's true, actually. Oh, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed, eh? We're on on borrowed time now. Aren't we all? Yeah. There's a jolly thought to end on, Dennis. No, it isn't. Two little boys. (laughs) Can I play two little boys to my two little boys? Yes. My God, you can. Keep the kids happy. There are some people... Well, Justin, I don't know if you heard Justin, he was was quite upset by the suggestion. Why? The kids should be made to... You know, make them laugh, for God's sake. There's nothing better in the world to hear children laughing. It's not really a laughing song. No, but you get them laughing. Please, please, do that for the kids. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. He wants me to... uh... Hey, here's something. Mm -hmm. You know when people tickle children? Tickle. Yeah, they tickle children. Why do you say tickle? Why do people from the South say tickle? Because that's how it's pronounced. Uh, Kelly? Tickle. Thank you. So you know when um, people tickle children? Mm. Right. And it goes on and on and on. That's child abuse. What? That is child abuse. Isn't there an old wives' tale about saying if you do that to a, if you tickle a baby, it goes insane? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, I think it's something like that. <laughs> really, I was making that up. Yeah. I don't know, but it's abuse. Now, listen. If you do it for a little, little, little second, I was tickling my little boy uh, uh, two nights ago. Did it for a second. Ah, stop. Do it again. Do it again, Dada. Do it again. That's fine. But if you do a prolonged... <laughs> it goes on and on and on. That's child... That's abuse. 
That is totally abuse because it is painful. It's not painful. Oh, for really, goodness sake. It's comfortable, isn't tickle, it? Kelly, tickle Catherine for... I love a tickle, don't. What? Don't. Tick, tickle Catherine, <laughs> but keep doing it and make the noise. Make the tickle noise. All right, all right, all right. See, you have just been... Well, only because I've got work to do. You, Otherwise, we could be here all day. You've gone bright red. Look at your face. I think I was having more fun then. I love uh, No, I was having more fun then. <laughs> but that was, that was abuse. I bet in Guantanamo Bay. Well, because you can't stand it, because it's just... Well, it's, it's doing something that your body... It, it's doing something against your will. Yeah, but you're laughing. So you're clearly having a good time. People can laugh at a Michael McIntyre show. Doesn't mean they're enjoying themselves. Oh, he's cute. Oh, for goodness! What? 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 what, what I don't. Know. Who puts the pillow, the chocolate, on the pillow before you go to bed? Someone comes to their job to come in and put a chocolate on the pillow before I go to bed. What a weird job! Oh, that's, that's a funny a good one. one. No, he's a plum. But it is. It is abuse. Because kids don't listen. Kids, I, I remember being tickled incessantly, and I didn't like it. I, I did. I can't remember what the old wives' tale was, but it was something like if you tickle a baby, it makes them they'll need glasses. Or well, you're you're specky. Do lally. You're specky, Becky. Today, mm, been tickled there you go, a you lot. See? Uh, I've obviously not been tickled enough. Mm-hmm. Shall I? No, that would be inappropriate. I'm twice your age. Sorry. I've also read some books. That might be why the glasses. <laughs> Susanna Reid's been there again on the telly. Go away, for goodness sakes. They've just seen Susanna Reid on the telly. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to to give us a call. Lots to talk about. It's kind of a child-themed show today. Non-competitive sports days. They sound like a load of old nonsense, don't they? They sound like a terrible idea. Surely we should have... Is there anybody listening who thinks that non-competition for children is a good idea? 08459 455 555. Can I play two little boys to my two little boys? And tickling. Tickling is... It's abuse, isn't it, Sheila? Um, Not if they're enjoying it. Well, but the thing is, they look like they're enjoying it because they laugh, but that's an involuntary reaction. Yes, but the laughter could change when you know when they're not enjoying it anymore. No, it, it can't change because it's a constant, because it's, it's a reaction. It's like hitting your knee uh, when your legs are crossed over. That, that, that reflex won't change even when you stop enjoying it. It's a reflex. But the reflex will change because as the nerve endings... Um, shall we say, get either hotter or colder, it's going to change how you feel about it. Yeah, exactly, so they won't enjoy it. Well, they will at the end, won't they? What, what do you mean at the end? Well, they've enjoyed the time that you have together. How do you know they've enjoyed it? Well, you'll know when they're not enjoying it, because they'll tell you, won't they? That's if they can, through their laughter, their forced laughter. No, I think, I think you can tell when the children have had enough. How? By their face, by the way they they don't laugh as such. No, but they do. The, the laugh won't change. It's it's a reflex. The laugh won't change. End the conversation. I rang up to say if you tickle children at the bottom of their feet, it says they will grow up to stutter. What do you mean by end of conversation? Well, because this could go on and on and on. Well, no, because you're not listening, Sheila. I am listening. No, you're not. The, the la- the, the, you're saying that they will stop laughing or the laughter will change. Well, they won't because it's a reflex. Well, if you're saying what you're saying, 
then there's no point in me to say anything. That is the... <laughs> because you're telling me what is happening yep. and anything I say doesn't matter. So there's no point in me discussing that particular point with you. All right, Sheila. Sheila with a cob on. There we go. It's becoming more and more a regular feature, isn't it? You can't just end a conversation by saying, end of conversation. I think that's a really good way of ending a conversation. Then you know. How about start of travel? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A5 near the Luton Road is partially blocked following an accident, causing queues in both directions at the moment, particularly the Redbourne-bound carriageway. The M25 anti-clockwise queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. I don't know why Sheila phones in to have it with a cob on. Thank you, Sheila. Tickling children is abuse, isn't it? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedfordshire School bans energy drinks, mother to give evidence at Bedford Hospital inquest and nephew's high court victory over Harpenden Will. BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. Man said Upper in Dunstable took the decision after having problems with students unable to concentrate. Head teacher Jim Parker has emailed parents saying children are bringing in what he describes as alarming quantities of energy drinks. Brian Lightman is from the Association of school and college leaders. They are not designed for children. They make children hyperactive and often uh, we find that children come into school, they haven't had a proper breakfast, they've had these drinks and they are unable to concentrate and the uh, the knock-on effect later in the day is it's a bit like taking a drug when uh, later you go down uh, into a very passive state as well. The mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Ten-month-old Luca Downey died of heart failure on the Riverbank ward in April last year. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. Work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks that they're being kept awake at night. Luton Borough Council says work will continue tonight to fill the gaps between the beams. South West Bedfordshire MP Andrew Salou is optimistic. I think it's the third company which Luton Council have approached to try and do this. So they have made an effort to do it. You know, they are putting the fillers in. I very, very much hope um, that it will work, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see what it's like when the buses start again. The latest survey of house prices by the Nationwide Building Society says prices across the country have risen by an average of almost 12% in the year to June. In London, prices have risen by 26% in the past year. A man who looked after his elderly aunt in her Harpenden home has won a High Court battle over her will. Seven animal charities had claimed that June Fairbrother had left her £350,000 home to them, but 50-year-old Kenneth King said she'd handed him the deeds to her house in Kingscroft Road. More from Gail 
Gail Sanderson. Lawyers for Chiltern Dog Rescue, the Blue Cross Animal Shelter, Red Wings Horse Sanctuary, the Donkey Sanctuary, the International Fund for Animal Welfare, the PDSA and the World Society for the Protection of Animals argued that Mr King's evidence was unreliable. Miss Fairbrother had left her property to the animal charities in her will in 1998, but from 2010 signed documents which did not constitute valid wills left the house to Mr King in the hope he would care for her cats and dogs until their deaths. In sport, Andy Murray is in quarter-final action at Wimbledon today against Bulgaria's Grigor Dimitrov and Belgium and Argentina will meet in the World Cup quarter-finals after extra time victories in the last 16. The weather, dry, warm and sunny, maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. So friendly and it's such a lovely, clean, safe place to live. It still retains a village aspect, which a lot of towns don't manage to. It's all about where you live. It's still got those old traditional quaint sort of activities going on. And all this week, we're featuring Tring. It's just a lovely atmosphere, lovely feel. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cheered up from our downer, guys, don't worry. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. <sighs> Lots to talk about this morning, including banning fizzy pop in schools, noisy busways. The things that have got you really excited this morning seem that there are two non-competitive sports days. They really are ridiculous, aren't they? Aren't they just stupid? You must, if you're a grandparent or a parent, you'd have been to one where you turn up your kids' sports days, there's no competition. Oh, it's my boy's sports day on Friday. I can't go. Do you know why? I'm here. And also, Rolf Harris, we, we talked about him yesterday, I think, as effectively as we could. Today I want to ask... Do I have to stop playing two little boys to my two little boys? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Or you can give me a call 08459 555555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. OK. Three texts about Rolf Harris. First two, completely opposite. Brigitte, uh, Bridget from Bedford says, I completely agree with Justin. No, you should not play two little boys to anyone, ever. And by mentioning the sick predator every few minutes just gives him credence. I don't think it does. I don't think it gives him any credence. Wipe him from your memory, Ian, and don't tarnish your kid's ears with any of his material. Then Gary and Luton says, with regards to Rolf and his songs, perhaps they should be asked to sign over any royalties to a relevant charity. At least there may be some good come of their crime. I don't think it's right to stoop to the ancient Egyptian practice of carving names out of existence. And then Tony says, Ian, you can play two little boys to your two little boys, but you have to tell them the singer is a pervert. Well, I'm not going to do that, am I? I'm not going to sit the kids down and say, right, kids, got a great song to play. I should warn you... The man singing it is a pervert. What's a pervert, Daddy? Well, what it means... Oh, I'm not going to do that, for goodness sake. 
Your thoughts on that, please. 08459 455555. Now, parents of pupils at Manshead Upper in Dunstable have had an email to say that energy drinks are having a negative impact on pupils' behaviour and concentration. So because of that, energy drinks are banned, as are all fizzy pop. So your Cokes, your Tabs, your Tangos, your Rubicons, they're all gone. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I can understand the banning of the the the, the fizzy drinks, Justin. The of the the energy drinks, Justin, because mm, things. Mm. Are, I mean, kids drink uh, having Monster, having um, Red Bull, having Pussy. Those drinks they drive you do lally. Well, do they? I mean, oh, you, you may you may have some children waking up in the morning who don't want to go to school that, that they feel tired. Oh, no. They have an energy drink and suddenly no, they go to school and they're more in the mood. No, I'm you're not. Joking. No, I'm not at they, all. They wake up feeling. tired. <laughs> so they have they have an energy drink and it puts yeah. them in the mood for school. But, but what about people, half, what about half past eleven in the morning when they come crashing down? What they have another one? Maybe do a little yeah, speed wrap yeah, or something. Yeah, during break time. Oh, I, I just think you know sense. some energy drinks. I'm not talking about children. I haven't got children myself. But but some energy drinks, you know, if they use correctly and not put with vodka, can actually have huge benefits yeah, on you. For, for adults, I think they can. I can't drink them because they drive me nuts. Mm. As you know, my body is a temple, and everybody's yeah. welcome to to come inside. <laughs> and pray on a Sunday but uh, those things drive me nuts and I just imagine what that would do to rat fans I imagine what that would do to a 13 year old but if they were that bad um, why can a child walk into a shop and and buy one of these drinks if they were that bad they'd be banned well no no they they wouldn't necessarily hey you know you know cigarettes give you cancer but they're legal to buy so yeah but you've got to be 18 to buy them we don't always ban things that are dangerous for us I know what you're saying I know what you're saying okay but you just disagree very strongly Mm, kind of You've been talking to the head teacher from this school this morning, haven't you, Just? Yes, um, Jim Parker's the head teacher. Uh, he sadly wouldn't join us on the phone this morning. So I've been to the school. Um, he gave me a couple of minutes of his time, and this is what happened. So, Jim, we're, we're here at the school this morning. Tell us why you've put this ban into place here. Um, well, I've got concerns about the impact that uh, young people drinking high-energy drinks that contain caffeine um, has a, a negative impact on their ability to concentrate in, in their lessons. You say you're concerned. Have you seen a negative impact on, on behaviour here? Um, with a, a small number of, of students, perhaps those who find concentration uh, difficult anyway, it's made worse by the fact that they, uh, they might have had a, uh, a can of this drink uh, either at break time or lunchtime or even before they come to school. So is this something you've been looking to, uh, to ban for a long time here at the school? Um, I wouldn't say a long time. Um, uh, we've been promoting a healthy uh, diet and healthy living at the school for, for a long, long time. I suppose the, the trend for young people to, um, to consume energy drinks has got worse in the last 12 to 18 months. When they're doing nothing illegal, of course, so what's going to happen if children continue to bring these drinks into school? No, that's, that's right. They're not doing anything illegal, although it is interesting that when you read the back of the cans of some of these drinks, it says on them not for sale to, uh, to children. Mm. Um, uh, although there's no law to prevent that. Um, so what we do is, is we, uh, we remove the drink from them, we have a conversation with them about, about why it's causing a problem. Um, if that should continue, we'll have that same conversation with their parents. It's, it's about education rather mm. than sanctions. But again, again, just uh, putting a scenario to you, what, what if the parents say, well, again, they're doing nothing wrong, they like them, and we feel that it enhances their behaviour. It, it enables them to, to go into school and, uh, and be more up for it, if you like. Well, I've never come across a parent who doesn't want their child to do well in school, and and if we put 
put it to them that, that that drinking an energy drink like that can affect their concentration and therefore their success at school, our, our parents will work with us. And you don't think you're being too strict here? Uh, no, not at all. I know other schools have done it too. OK, thank you very much for your time. No problem. So there you go, Jim Parker, the uh, head teacher of Manset, talking about the uh, the ban, in particular, of course, on uh, energy drinks. Justin, great stuff. Thank you, mate. I'll speak to you before nine o'clock. We can speak now to Lorene Marat, who is a behavioural specialist and ADHD coach. Good morning to you, Lorene. Good morning. What do you think about uh, the, what the, is happening in this school? Have they got the, the right idea here? I absolutely think they have, and I think the gentleman that was on before Justin was talking absolute nonsense. So I think we need to put that in a in a in a corner straight away. I think that I think that was Justin who was who was speaking absolute nonsense about about what the kids that wake up and feel a bit tired and uh, the, absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely. that was just yeah. But I think there's a bigger picture. I mean I think the headmaster is absolutely right to ban those 100. percent But I think there's a bigger picture, and and the question in there which nobody asked was why are they waking up so tired in the morning? Why are they? Why? Because they are on their iPhones, their iPads, all the other things to one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, texting and Facebooking, etc. And then they can't get up for school. So then they take the energy drink. Well, that, well, I, I, I'm not sure if that's completely correct. I remember, but you know, being a teenager and, and getting up in the morning and feeling absolutely shattered, and I wasn't up, you know, messing around with an iPhone or an iPad then. However, I do think that today most kids, and they've done studies on it, I mean, it's there, most kids have all this stuff in their room and their parents are scared about taking the stuff away from them because the parents then feel they are becoming unpopular. And that's the truth of the matter. So we need to kind of get a modicum of common sense going here. And what we're talking about is would you give, if I gave your child, I know you've got little ones, but, you know, if we gave the, 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 the child of 12, 13, 14 a whole load of rubbish blended together and it made it sweet, and then I told, and said, here, drink it, and they said, oh, that's lovely. And then I told you what was in it, the question would be at that point, would you drink it? Well, I, I probably wouldn't drink it because I'm quite careful about the drinks that I put into my Me body. Me too. Me too. But, I, you know, I don't want to sort of be, you know, a, a dragon about this, but, but I just think that we need to we need to have conversations. And, I, and the headmaster said something. We sit and talk to them yeah. and explain it to them. And maybe parents need to be doing the same thing. Don't, you know, sweetie, if you drink this stuff, you get highs, you get lows, etc., etc. Maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe have some breakfast or a breakfast bar before you go so that you've got your energy for the morning. Maybe have a couple of earlier nights. Maybe leave your phone outside your I'll get, get knotted, Mum. I'll get stuff, Mum. I'll go to bed when I want. I'll do what I want, Mum. OK, then send them along to me and I'll sort them out. Oh, blimey. That sounds, that sounds like a terrifying prospect. <laughs> Lorene, thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Lorene Marat there, a behavioural specialist and ADHD... I can never say that. ADHD coach. It's tough, isn't it? I I'm terrified of my boys. Become I'm going to move out, I think, before the boys become teenagers. I don't want to be living with two teenage boys. I've thought of an answer to um, the, the question of when they're on the computers and you don't know. Oh, yeah. Pull the Wi-Fi out after a certain time. Yeah, fair play. Turn it off. I'll give you that. My boys aren't taking mobile phones into their bedrooms no. until they're 17 years old. They're not having computers. They're not having a mobile phone in then, are they? Well, I don't know. when They'll probably get a mobile phone when they're 16. I, who knows? Where we'll be, you know, we'll probably be hit by a meteorite before then. But 
They'll get mobile phones when they're 16 and they won't be taking them into the bedroom until they're 17. And then good luck to them. Let them find what they want. Ken's in Luton. Morning, Ken. Ken? Blatulation. Sorry? Blatulation. Um, yep, you did say that, didn't you? Fizzy drinks are well known for flatulation. That's why they can't concentrate when they go to school. If you're writing an essay and someone does this, you know, then it ruins your concentration, doesn't it? Thanks very much for your call, Cam. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Mark Yate on the A5 near the Luton Road, it's partially blocked following an accident. It's causing queues in both directions. Thanks to Stephen for phoning in with an update. On the speed sensors in Bedford, the Bromham Road is queuing towards the centre of town from around Biddenham. And in Newport Pagnell, the London Road, very heavy as you head towards the M1 Junction 14. The M1 itself, London bound, very heavy around Junction 10 for Luton. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 8.15, it's Wednesday the 2nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. The head at Manshead Upper in Dunstable has emailed parents describing problems with students unable to concentrate. The mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. And work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's that time of year when the best in bloom comes to the RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show. And next Tuesday, I'll be there in the thick of it all. That's salvia hotlips, which of course is a nice name for a plant as well. As you know, my fingers aren't all that green, but I'll chat to local gardeners and experts to give me all the tips I could possibly need. Plants like the white geranium, the upright salvia, and then the lovely catmint. We'll look at the history of the flower show, and I'll make it feel just like you were there. Nick Coffer. Live from the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show, next Tuesday from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I just, uh, just squashed something I didn't want to squeeze. Oh, yes. we've all done that. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not pleasant. Stand up, just pull your trousers down and now sit down again. You'll feel much better. Little jiggle. Okay. Ooh. Ah, free. <laughs> the boys are free at last. The great escape. <laughs> Tom, Dick and Harry. There we go. Right. It's a reference to the film. It's a reference to the yes. film. <clears throat> of course. Jonathan, nice to see you. You're in lilac. Thank you. It's like a dusky lilac, isn't it? I, I'm, a, I, I'm annoyed because I, I, I've, I've got a stain on this shirt when I was ironing it last night, so I've had to tuck the shirt in. Oh, one of those that, from the dirty water coming out your holes. Yeah, flipping it's it. It's annoying, was, isn't uh, it? Do you know what? This is what I hate. Right, apart from life in general at the moment. But... Oh, right. Irons... How, how how dare an iron get dirty underneath? Funny, isn't it? You get all that black gungy stuff coming out. What's that out. all about? Brownie gungy stuff. And the second thing is the covers on ironing boards. How? Why do you not just get an ironing board that's got the cover made on it? 
that's part of it. Because well, you buy do. these ones you tie on and they never last. Yeah, but th- that's the thing. When they come, they come ready-made with a cover attached to them. Right, so where is it? Well, it'll be underneath. What do you mean? Well, obviously you haven't, but obviously no. the current Mrs Lee yes. has bought a cover to put over the existing one. Well, it's flapping around Rather than buy a new, a whole new ironing board. But, 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 but why does it the ironing board, and maybe this is something you want to take up on your consumer hour, right. why does the ironing board cover... I don't think, when I buy an ironing board, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I get my money's worth under my statutory rights, uh, the, not connected with the warranty, from the dealer. Why is that? I pay for an ironing board. What's an ironing board these days? £100? What? <laughs> I've never actually... <laughs> £100? For the, for the Rolls-Royce of ironing boards, uh, maybe. What? I've never actually bought an ironing board. I we think just my last ironing board was about 40 quid. OK, 40 quid. Mm. Well, I expect to get more than uh, five years' use out of that £40. You break that down, that's like w- w- about uh, £8 a year... But you use it, you, well, you don't, but most people use it all the time, yeah, don't they, on ironing yeah, board? It's exactly. up and down, like a jack-in-the-box. Well, the mechanism is all, you I'm know... Not, well, the mechanism is fine. Right, that, it's, it's just it's, the cover. It's the cover. What's happened to the cover underneath? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, cover underneath. What is that? That isn't even a thing. <laughs> you don't have a cover underneath yes. the ironing board, The ironing Jonathan. board would have come with a cover no, fitted. you put the cover on, the cover is on the top. That's what you're ironing. But but no, that's you know anything about consumer issues. But this is an additional cover oh. that has been fitted to your existing ironing board cover. Why would you have a cover underneath an iron? Because the old one is worn out. For goodness sakes, this is going. This is really. I think the, if you the, take that cover you. off, you'll find a big iron burn mark underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's what it is. Um, I'll give you a call at eleven. Yeah. Okay. Can I'll you deal. put me to the front of the queue? Yes. Sweet. No problem. What's on your show this morning? Uh, coming up on this morning's Big Phone, I've been interested in your conversation you're having about uh, whether you should play your two little boys, two little boys. Yeah, yeah. Do we have to get rid of it from history? Well, coming up this morning at nine, I'm going to ask, what do you think should happen to Rolf Harris's music and artwork? Oh. On Friday, Rolf Harris will go to court to find out what punishment he'll receive after being convicted of indecently assaulting four girls. The 84-year-old is likely to receive a prison sentence, and it seems clear his reputation as a popular entity entertainer will be completely destroyed yep but what about the legacy of artwork and music that he'll leave behind his most high profile work in 2005 was a portrait of the queen that's no longer in the royal collection the bbc has also denied any knowledge of the work and liverpool's uh, walker gallery who had the painting in 2011 they've removed it from their website as well okay and art experts have revealed that his paintings are now worth 90 percent less than before his conviction. Whether it's music, art, or perhaps Animal Hospital on DVD, do you have anything Rolf Harris created in your house? From nine this morning, what do you think should happen to Rolf Harris's music and artwork? 08459455555. One of our colleagues, who I know you and I have both worked with, Laura. Oh, yes, yes, yes. uh, She's back from her maternity today. Oh, is she? And she had a picture taken as a child... With Jimmy Savile. Oh, yes, she did, yeah. She's I've just showed it. me this picture. Yeah, Jimmy Savile, he's got no top on. Yeah. Um, and he's got, you know, headband and glasses on. And he has got his, he's got Laura in kind of a headlock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I presume it's some kind of hug. But she's got this picture and she was like, what do I do with this now? Yeah. Uh, you know, what I this was a, a treasured piece of my childhood, me yep. with Jimmy Savile. Yeah. 
Um, now, of course, you look at that picture and you think, ugh. But I just wonder whether there are other people who have various different bits of memorabilia from the likes of Rolf Harris or... A Rolf Aru. Oh, Exactly. Or even Gary Glitter. I mean, do people still have his music and do they still play his music? I've got a load of Gary Glitter records. Really? I was a big, big Gary Glitter fan. You went to see him in concerts. So, I was so disappointed when it came out that, you know, what, the, what he was. And I've got a load of Gary Glitter records. Well, I'm interested in exploring this from Nine because I just wonder whether when someone has committed this kind of crime, disgusting crimes, should they, in effect, just be erased from our history? All the... Because there's no doubt about it. I mean, Rolf Harris... He's done lots of good things in his life, hasn't he? I mean, his the artwork... The Court of King Caractacus is a great record. Exactly. His music, it's been great. But now we know what kind of person he really was. Yeah. Should we just erase all of that yeah. from our history? Should good we one. just put him out of the window? From nine this morning, 08459 what do you think should happen to Rolf Harris's music and artwork? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So it's an interesting one. The, 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 the very simple question I've got on that is, do I play two little boys to my two little boys? What do you reckon, Kath? What, whether you should play it to them? Yeah. I mean, what, would you play it to your girls? Probably. It's interesting. I've got, I've got a load of Gary Glitter records. I don't, I don't play them particularly, although the, the GG album he recorded in America is, is a brilliant record. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't particularly play them, but there's... there's, there's I wouldn't turn it off. I, I mean, I don't have these things, but I, I wouldn't turn it off. But it's the same thing as, you know, if we go back through hi- music history, there have been plenty of dodge. <laughs> <laughs> haven't they just? play anymore. They haven't they just? We'd have to rewrite entire history. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, what would you like to have a whinge about today, sir? No whinge. What? I heard you talking about what? ironing boards. Yes. When I was in the rag trade yeah. many years ago... Well, you could use all sorts of canvases. If you go to Glastonbury and find an old tent, you could use that to cover for your ironing board, free of charge. I don't want, a, I don't want an old tent. Well, you just cut a piece out and put it on. What, a bit of canvas? Yeah. Onto my ironing board? Yeah. Well, no, the canvas would melt under the heat. Uh, if it, only, if it's, uh, only if it's not on a... Or, or that sort of thing. If it's canvas, it won't. Have you done this yourself? We used to do it in a road trade. Not, not particularly ten, but bits of material. Just to tie it on, tie it onto the board. Okay, okay. Quite simple. Well, hang on a minute. That, that involves cutting up a tent. Well, it, it would be easier to buy an ironing board cover. Well, you were just saying, your one goes very quickly. Yeah. So you could have a long-lasting one. Uh, oh. Uh, Look at that. And you, uh, and you can give the boy your boys an extra pocket money. What, for stealing someone's tent? <laughs> no, you, if it's abandoned, why not? Thank you for that, Peter. You're welcome. You're welcome. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Coffee up your nose there. Kelly! Kelly Betts has got her finger in the air, actually. Just don't care. Can you make that sound again? No, No, don't make that sound again. It's quite messy. Do it. And now we're going to explain how that sound was made. I have a cup of cough and I'm putting my mouth in there and I'm half drinking it and half um, blowing on it. (laughs) 
friends is the sound of a 41-year-old father of two. Exactly, I'm a father of two. This is the kind of rubbish you have to come up with at home to keep the kids entertained. Hey, set your stall out again. Um, I'd rather do it after half past. Really? I've got coffee up my nose, isn't it? People are walking by the stall at the moment. Oh, I'm having a break. I'm having a fag break. <laughs> I'm having a coffee break. I, 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 I mean, I, I can, but I'll only end up doing it again after half past. Get. That's oh, not no. me! Stop it. Have a go. Go on. It's, it's more fun really than you fun. think. It really is. Try it. No. Try it with your glasses on. Oh, oh, try it with your glasses on. If anyone's at home and they've got a cup of tea, gently or cough. put it into your mouth. Or coffee. Gently put it into your mouth and breathe. <laughs> try it, um... Try it with your Sue Pollard's on. Go on, Kath. <sighs> She's got a Sue Pollard's on today. She's a nice lady, Sue Pollard. I met her. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Go, Go on, Kath. Go on, one day. Go on, Kath. And this is what happens. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Just saying. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. No. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Do you know I've got three A's at A level? I got. Yeah, I was rubbish at sport. And I went and did a good degree. And I thought I'll become a journalist. Fifteen years later, this is what I deal with. Go on, Are you going to do it? Go on. Go on. I'll tug you at the same time. Yay! We're having fun. We're having fun, guys. We're going having fun, man. I know she actually wants to do it. And, and yeah, I know she does as well. Because the hand is like as if it's about to reach for the coffee. I tell you what, we can make it. it a competition and you can win it. Yeah, Kath, go on. You can win a competition. You, you can win a luxury holiday in, in Spain for seven. You'll be the best at doing that. Thanks to Betamax Airlines. The any of us. Yeah. Go on, Kath. Hey. The quicker you do it, the quicker Ian will get to travel. Come on, Kath, do it, please. Do it, Gav. Go on, do it, please. Go on. I'm doing voices and everything. We're having a little bit of bants here. Dear boss. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. You said six weeks. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. It's been six months. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Please, I'll be back on news. Go on, Kath. Go on, Kath. Are you going to do it or not? No, I'm not going to do it. Bums. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Mark 8, the A5 near Luton Road is partially blocked after an accident, causing queues in both directions at the moment. Also still got queues in Newport Pagnell on the London Road as you head towards the M1 Junction 14. The A1M southbound looking heavy on the sensors between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise, very heavy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. The head of Manshead Upper in Dunstable has emailed parents describing problems with students unable to concentrate. And work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray is in quarter-final action at Wimbledon today against Bulgaria's Grigor Dimitrov. I know Andy pretty good. I mean, he's a great person on and off the court. I give him a lot of credit for everything. You know, I just think we, we're going to do a good match. And I know that the crowd is with him. I know everyone is with him. And I'm aware of the, the most important things. The rest is what we're both going to bring to the table. A major shock yesterday with the world number one Rafael Nadal beaten by the world number 144 Australian teenager Nick Kyrgios. John McEnroe was impressed. We keep saying, who's the next guy? And I think we found that guy right now. I've been hearing about this guy for years. I'd only seen him play a little bit. But that was absolutely stunning to see what he did to the world number one today. I can't, I'm like, how, how did he keep that up? Belgium and Argentina will meet in the World Cup quarterfinals after extra time victories in the last 16. Belgium beat the USA 2-1 last night after Argentina beat Switzerland 1-0. The quarterfinals get underway on Friday. Meanwhile, Barcelona will begin negotiations with Liverpool today over a deal for striker Luis Suarez. Milton Keynes-Dons have completed the signing of young striker Tom Hitchcock on a three-year deal after he left QPR. He's the son of former Chelsea keeper and former Watford goalkeeping coach Kevin Hitchcock. The boss of the Milton Keynes Red Bull team says the car's engine needs to improve if they're to catch Mercedes this season. Ahead of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone this weekend, Christian Horner says the reliability of the engine has been a problem all season. No, very much so. I mean, um, you know, that's where our biggest deficit is, so that's what we're working hard to try and close down. I mean, we know the car's very good. Um, we know that we're about 80 horsepower down, but um, as soon as we start to close that gap, then we'll start giving Mercedes a harder time. And in Cricket's Minor Counties Championship, Hertfordshire lost by 109 runs away to Staffordshire after being bowled out for 298 in their second innings. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, so lots to talk about this morning. Catherine, just describe this school sports day. You went, I got a horrified text saying, I'm at a school sports day. OMG. Oh, oh my goodness gracious, mate. It is awful. Who is that from? That was from you. Uh, oh, that's a new one. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, I kid, I'm not a sports team, right? I mean, great rubbish is bobbins. Oh, it's dead bobbins. To be honest, I was hoping to put a bet on. Cath <laughs> tote. Why was it so bad? There was a kid in a red cop, ca- cap that looked pretty fast, and I thought, I'm going to back him all the way. Uh, there were no races. No. Not one. They were separated into teams. I was excited, <sighs> right? I thought, here we go. We'll be able to see which one's going to win through, and I, from my chalkboard by the colours that they're wearing. Yeah. Exciting. They'd gone into school wearing their PE kits. Exciting for the kids. Yeah. They split them up into their separate teams and they put them at different places around the field and they had to do things within a limited time period. So there's and then no, they moved on to the next thing. There were no points... There were no winners. Well, 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 well. Apparently there were points, right? But how come every team won an event? I don't get this. This is the, the idea of non-competitive sports. They were sports. bored. Their eyes were glazed after an hour and a half. Kids like a bit of a challenge. And Justin said earlier, learning to win is important. And you said off air, learning to win is probably more important. And learning to, to lose, lose, sorry, is more Absolutely. important. Absolutely. It's more important because we lose more often in life than we win. But also learning to watch someone else being brilliant at something. Yep, yep. OK, and a lot of those kids and a lot of children who are good at sports aren't necessarily the... You know, the ones who will excel in maths yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And sometimes that's the one thing they're brilliant at. Yeah. 
Let them be brilliant. Let them be celebrated and let everyone else lose, but recognise that someone's got a special talent. To, to again, this, this 19-year-old Greek-Australian fella that um, knocked out... Was it Nadal he knocked out? I don't really know tennis. Yeah. I don't flipping know. But he's 19. He was doing school sports day this time last year. If that had been non-competitive... He wouldn't be, you know, through to the quarterfinals in Wimbledon. You will learn, you know, that in life you lose. You don't always, you, 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 you will get turned down for more jobs than you will get. You will lose, you, you will lose more awards than you, you win. You know, th- these things happen. Losing is part of life. But it's exciting to have a go. Isn't it just, eh? You know, you've got to find something in it that you can enjoy. 08459 four double five five double five. And uh, Rolf Harris has kind of slipped off the front pages already. I, th- I would have thought there would have been more. Is he on any of the front pages? Um, he's been replaced by statins. He's a great headline on The Sun. There's a gentleman called al-Baghdadi who is the, the boss of ISIS, right? The headline on The Sun? Big Baghdadi. <gasps> That's a good one, isn't it? Come on. He's got a billion in the bank. He's declared war on the world. It's Big Baghdadi. Big Daddy. Yeah. He's going to do a big bag daddy splat. Uh, Rolf Harris, I don't think he's on any of the front pages, which is, is surprising. I thought that, the, the, that some of the papers would have milked that for a little bit more. I suspect this story. That I suspect more of this story will rear up over the next few weeks. Yeah, because there are suggestions that other people may come forward. Yes, uh, and also we'll get the sentencing on uh, Friday, so there'll, there'll be more of that. But the, the, the question I want to ask this morning around that is... Can I play two little boys to my two little boys? It's a cracking record, as is the Court of King Caractacus. Uh, it's a great song. Uh, and Rolf Harris's versions of both those tunes are, I would suggest, definitive. The, the Two Little Boys is wonderful. It's got um, emotion. It teaches you about loyalty, about sincerity, uh, about war, about helping out your friends. It's got all of these things in there. It's a power... It's, it's, a, it's a, a parable. You know, it's a fable. It's a, a really powerful story in, in two and a half minutes... Am I forever not allowed to play that to the boys anymore? We've had some people suggesting that the caveat... Yeah, you've got to tell him he's a pervert, though. Well, I'm not going to tell a four-year-old that the man they're listening to is a pervert. What's a pervert, Daddy? Well, a pervert is a per- I'm not going to tell them that. I'm not going to go into that explanation. We've had some texts on it. Do you want to know? Yeah, let me give up the... 08459 555. Chris is in Milton Keynes. He says, I think the moral dilemma in playing records of paedophiles is a different, difficult one. I personally have deleted my collection of Lost Profits songs from my computer and thrown the CDs oh, out. Oh, Lost Profits, yeah. Although I did love them, I can't bring myself to play them. My mum, however, likes to sing Two Little Boys to my son and nephew. And when it came out that Rolf Harris had been arrested. She bought it in case she wouldn't be able to get it if he was convicted. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, she thought it was going to get banned. Um, the, um, lo- the Lost Profits thing is weird. I interviewed the Lost Profits. What delightful gentlemen they were back then. They were teetotal. They were really devout Christians. Um, and they didn't do any drugs or anything like that. And it's, I think uh, the, the, the Lost Prophet... I mean, obviously, what he's, I'm not saying he's a delightful gentleman now. Who knows what he was doing then? But I just think that, how, that, how that, show, that story shows how you can get caught up in madness and completely change the kind of person you are. Huge I decline. That. Yeah, yes. Justin uh, has got a, a fan in uh, Brigitte from Bedford. Yep. I completely agree with Justin. No, you should not play Two Little Boys to anyone, ever. And by mentioning the sick predator every few minutes, you just give him credence. Really? I don't think you do wipe give him, him credence. Wipe him from your memory in and don't tarnish your kid's ears with any of his material. I can't, the thing is, I can't wipe him from my memory. I can't. He's Rolf Harris. Of course I can't wipe him from my memory. You know, he's been around forever. And I wouldn't want to wipe him from my memory. I don't want to wipe, I don't want to wipe him from my memory. I don't want to wipe uh, Jonathan King from my memory. I don't want to wipe Gary Glitter from my memory because they were an important part... Glitter, particularly, of my growing up. And all those... Uh, Paul Scoyne sent me an interesting email yesterday. 
He was annoyed with all those people on Twitter saying, oh, no, my childhood's been ruined. Your childhood wasn't ruined. Mm -hmm. The girls that he touched up and abused, their childhood was ruined. Yours wasn't. Yours is just, you know, you've just got to reevaluate it slightly. That's it. Really. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. Um, Ken in Redbourne says, in 1959, Chuck Berry was sentenced to two years for amoral acts with a 13-year-old girl. Charlie Chaplin married a very young girl. Could the BBC please begin the banning of all their films and music? Jerry Lee Lewis uh, married his 13-year-old cousin. Don't ban his music. Do we? Do we? No, of course we don't. Am I allowed to play two little boys to my two little boys? It's a very, very simple question. And if not... Sorry, I'm sniffing. I'm, I'm getting all bunged up. I hope I'm not getting hay fever. If not... Why not? Tell me why I can't play... He won't be making any money from me playing that song at home. I could understand how it would sit uncomfortably playing it on the radio with some people. Okay? And we had this uh, about well, over Christmas when we talked about possibly playing the Gary Glitter song Another Rock and Roll Christmas. A great Christmas record. So I can understand why you would not want two little boys played on BBC Three Counties Radio. And we won't be. Am I allowed to play it at home? 0845, it's the last 20 minutes of the show. Now is an excellent time to call up. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call on that. Maureen's on the line. Morning, Maureen. Good morning. What would you like to say? I'm uh, telling you to um, play that tune to your children. Tell me why. Why? The simple reason that it is a tune of loyalty, courage, camaraderie. A lot more besides. There's no mention of sex or anything else. You're right. It's about loyalty, camaraderie, and and, and being honourable, sung by a man who was very, very dishonourable and abused abused children. Yes, I know. But at the time, no one knew anything about that. No one knew anything about what he was up to. So you think it would be all right to play? Because lots of people, including uh, Justin Dealey, have got very angry about this, and um, have uh, uh, said, no, it's disgusting you would even consider playing it to your children. Well, that's more or less what you do, but be quite honest. It's just a song. Yeah. And it's a song, there's no sex involved in that song. Maureen, thank you very much. Uh, 08459 455 555 on the subject of sports days. Karen's in Luton. Morning, Karen. Morning. Karen, what have you got for us? Um, the school that my kids currently attend, um, they've had their sports day cancelled um, due to Ramadan. Oh. Mm. What do you mean, can- the, the, the Ram- I don't know too much about Ramadan. It, it, Ramadan is a fixed time every year, isn't it? Yes, it's when uh, Muslims fast. OK, so it's not, it's, it, so it's not like Easter. That I, I never know when Easter is. and I, I have I no idea why it's a different date. That's crazy. But Ramadan is a set date. Yes. So the school couldn't have been that surprised by Ramadan. Well, this is it. I mean, sports days are traditionally in July, aren't they, when they're normally finishing? Yeah. So this one's actually been cancelled and moved to September. How did you find... I obviously don't mention the name of the school, but how did you find out? Did you get a letter or, or what was no, it? No, my kids attend. I've got three kids attending the school. Right. And, what well, they came home one day and said, Mum, there's no sports yeah. day this, this year. Yeah. My um, youngest came home. He's uh, 13. 
and quite sporty. Um, I mean, I'm not a racist, nothing. I've got lots of friends in different faiths everywhere. But this has just sort of riled me a little bit. <laughs> you know, they should have thought about it and held it in, I don't know, June or something. Or... And have you spoken to the, the, the head teacher or anybody at the school? No. Um, when ringing the school, asked for our explanation as to why, they're like, uh, yes, it's been cancelled, but we can't go into details. Hang on a second, you're, you're, you've got three kids at that school and they, the school won't go into details about why they've no. cancelled an event that I, I bet your kids were looking forward to. They were, yes. I mean, I've got one on the verge of leaving, so she's not doing it anyway, but the other two are extremely sporty. Um, Karen, and I know... Sorry. Look, I, I was just saying, I've, I, again, we won't mention it, I've just been told what school it is, and, and that's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite interesting. Would you but would you mind if maybe we put in a, a little call into the school ourselves later on today to find out no, what they've got to fine. say? I mean, I've got parents ringing up left, right and centre. There's letters of complaints going in. Um, and you're sure... If the school haven't told you it's because of <laughs> Ramadan, how do you know it's because of Ramadan? Because some of the teachers have told my youngest and their other their friends. Karen, let's put a couple of calls in and see what we can find out for you. Okay, no problem. Thank you very much indeed. I've just been told the name of the school, and that's, uh... <coughs> Excuse me, that's quite interesting. That's quite interesting, isn't it, Catherine? That rings a bell with anyone out there listening. Could you give us a call? Yeah, if, 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 if yes, if, if, if what Karen is saying, you're kind of going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your name? Could, you, could you let us know, please? 08459 455555. If you don't want to come on air, you can send me an email. ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. Here's the telephone number. Is Ramadan... Uh, Helen? Hello. Hello. Is Ramadan the same time every year? No. It's not? It, it, it fluctuates, does it? Yes. It's, um, it moves. It's, sometimes it's at, um, in the wintertime, sometimes oh. it's in the summertime. Um, they prefer it when it's in the wintertime because obviously the days are shorter. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how... How far in advance... uh, This might sound really ham-fisted and stupid. How far in advance is Ramadan set? I presume it's like Easter. When you buy your calendar for next year, it'll tell you when Easter is. Who decides decides when Easter's going to be... I never get Easter, why it's fluid and why it's different every year. Who who makes that decision? It's all to do with the full moon. Oh, right. And it's... The first full moon after something or other. I did know it at one point, but I can't remember okay. it. I'm sure somebody will know. I'm just looking in my diary to see if Ramadan is mentioned anywhere. No, and I don't think it is in my moleskin. I can't see it written down anywhere that it's uh, Ramadan popping up. Um, if this is true about a school sports day being cancelled because of Ramadan, it sounds a little bit... Well, I can understand why they do it if kids are fasting and stuff, but it does, it does sound Children. a little bit churlish. Children don't tend to fast. Oh. Um, primary school children, they don't have to fast. Right. They can fast if mm. they want to. And there's it's, all various... It, it's not a primary um, school. It, it, it's, it's a oh, school right. for older children. Helen, can I ask you, what your qualifications? How do you know all this, please? I just, I just know it. I oh. mean, I've got... Um, we... We go out to a local Indian restaurant quite a lot, and we've got quite friendly with the proprietors. Right. And they tell us when Ramadan is, and obviously, through my children, when they were at school, they had friends, and they'd come home and say it was Ramadan, and so, yeah, okay. that's just how I know. Helen, thank you very much indeed. I've, she's got me fancying a curry at quarter to nine in the morning. I've just had a message from Ollie Bayliss. 
Do you remember at work experience, Ollie? Used to be you, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, Ramadan moves by 11 days each year. So 20 years ago, it was in the winter. That's interesting. So the school would have known then that it was going to be Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So they could have done it a little bit earlier, a little bit the later. The thing is that some Muslim countries have played in the World Cup and actually there's been some speculation as to whether, for example, Algeria lost to Germany because they were fasting. Oh, blimey. All right, we'll have a little look into that. If, if that story rings uh, true to you, we just heard from Karen, who says that her, the school her kids go to, they've cancelled, or they've moved sports day to September because of Ramadan. 08459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Mark 8, the A5 still partially blocked near Luton Road after an accident. On the speed sensors, it's causing queues in both directions at the moment. Also uh, in Kings Langley, the A41, that's queuing as you head towards the M25 from around the Hemel Hempstead turn-off. The M25 itself, anti-clockwise, very heavy between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's 8.47. It is Wednesday, the 2nd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The mother of a baby boy who died at Bedford Hospital last year is due to give evidence at his inquest today. Children's services at the hospital were suspended a few months later. A school in Bedfordshire has banned energy drinks from its premises. The head at Manshead Upper in Dunstable has emailed parents describing problems with students unable to concentrate. And work started overnight to try to make the Luton to Dunstable guided busway less noisy. It follows complaints from residents living next to the concrete tracks. Coming up in the last 15 minutes of the show, can I let my two little boys listen to two little boys? Non-competitive sports and sports day being cancelled for Ramadan. 08459 455555. Before that, here's the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We have long periods of sunshine today. Some fair weather cloud bubbling up here and there, uh, mainly in the afternoon, but uh, a very decent day with light southwesterly winds and temperatures reaching 23 or 24 degrees Celsius. Uh, Tonight, uh, largely dry, varying amounts of clouds, so a little milder than it has been with lows of 12 or 13 degrees. And tomorrow, a a very sunny day again, maybe a bit hazy at sunshine because of first cloud, but uh, still looking at highs of 23 or 24. 24 degrees Celsius. Thursday night, though, it becomes a bit breezier, and uh, Friday the temperatures start to drop. We're still looking at highs in the low 20s, but certainly they won't, it won't be as warm as it ha- will have been over the next couple of days. And then Friday night, the rain sets in and doesn't look like it will go until the, well, probably late afternoon on Saturday. But then we've also got a cooler day on Sunday with some slow moving, thundery showers. However, high pressure does build again next week, so we should return to some more healthy temperatures. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start 
crying soon. We don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person who can sort this out. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555. If your children go to a school where the sports day has been cancelled because of Ramadan, could you give us a call? Might be a little something in this. 08459 555 555. Or you can email ian, Lee at bbc.co.uk. We're also talking non-competitive sports. And can I play two little boys to my two little boys? Glenn's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. What do you want to say? I think you should play it. Go on. I think, like I said to Pete, despite what these people have done, which is so vile, um, music is, it forms part of our past. And with the same with the Gary Glitters and, and, and the Egyptian reggae, I knew where I was when I first heard that song. And you can't erase those memories. Yeah. I mean, there, there are bad memories for, for these people, which I feel very sorry for but there are good memories for those non-victims if you know what I mean yeah um, some of my uh, a couple of my best nights were when I was 16 17 getting drunk with my mates and going to see Gary Glitter in concert yeah I mean, to, to, to I, I some great that. memories yeah and you can't erase those great memories should exactly should those memories I have uh, you know, th- th- be diminished, changed because uh, of the heinous, horrible, horrible crimes he's committed. I don't think they should. No, I don't think so. Glenn, thank you very much. It's not a great line today, but thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, phone number. You you disagree strongly on this, don't you, Just? You, Absolutely. You, you think this stuff, uh, the glitters and, and and the Rolf Harris, that they should be consigned to the history bins. Definitely, because you know I, I present a music program. I would never play them because people are now going to be offended if they hear those songs because the fun has gone out of the song. Right. Simple one of the one of the one of the most famous rock and roll guitarists in the world. Okay, not Pete Townsend, just, just in case anyone thinks I'm alluding to that. Yeah. I'm not going to say who is although this is in the public domain this is this is in uh, in rock biographies this is well known but i'm not going to say who it is mm. one of the most famous guitarists in the world in one of the biggest rock groups of the world in the 1970s was having an affair with a 14 year old girl mm-hmm. should that music be played uh, probably not no Right. Do you know what band I'm talking about? I don't. And I'm, I'm not going to ask you any more questions, but... No. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Is mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell Catherine, off air, and she's going to tell you, off air... And this is all in the public domain, so I could probably say it, but I'm not, and I, I, I just want to get your reaction when you find out what the band is. OK. Right, I'm going to tell Catherine. Hang on a second. OK, I've passed the message on to... Uh, Catherine, she is now passing that on to Kelly, who's now going to pass that on to Justin. Let's hope it doesn't get lost uh, like Chinese whispers. Have you told him? Okay, right. Okay, we're going to phone off. I didn't tell him. This is slightly more complicated than I expected. I'm quite naive when it comes to how radio works. He has just been told. Just your reaction. Yes, I'm shocked. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So- and, and it's, it's well known. And um, another famous rock star... Um, uh, another famous rock star uh, and his wife also had sex with that same woman when she was 13. Shocking. Stay there, hang on a second. Just? Yes. 
Should that person's records be be played? Uh, possibly not. I mean, one Did person one person we can talk about is yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody else whose music and his music I do play on the radio, so I, I know what you're saying. But I think he married his 13 year old cousin. You play. It's okay to play his music. Um, why? Yes. Why? I'll not have a go. It's just an inter- It's kind of an interesting area. Why is it okay to play Jerry Lee Lewis's records? Who married married his thirteen-year-old cousin? And it's not okay to play Rolf Harris. No, no. I, I get what you're saying. I think you know this week in particular, we're talking about something which is very, very current. Yep, yep. Um, people are incredibly shocked, and me for one, um, I would never ever dig a, a Rolf Harris CD out of my collection and play it again. I just wouldn't because yeah. I can't think of him in the same way as I did last year. Because yeah. Because to me, last year he was a, you know, a very talented man. The talent's still there, but a very caring man, a very warm man. And my thoughts no, on wasn't. him and his music—he was a miserable man. I know people who work with him. You know, the fun music that he created for me, and I'm afraid, just isn't fun anymore. Just you've been speaking to people. What have they had to say? Yeah, you've been putting out the question this morning: Should you play two little boys to your two boys? Um, some interesting reaction here. I was a bit surprised. Here's what people had to say: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, too right. There's nothing wrong with the song. The song's great. It's uh, something we were always brought up with. Just get rid of Rolf Harris, that's fine. But the problem is Rolf Harris sings the song, doesn't he? The kids don't know that, do they? You don't tell them that. You just, you want to play the song, play the song. Yeah, I don't see why not. Oh, I mean, it was a nice... Funny enough, I said yesterday about it. I thought I was amazed that he was involved. Uh, But I said that was a lovely... He had a lovely voice. So despite the convictions this week, you still think, in terms of the music, that deserves to be heard still, despite what he's done? Why not? Yeah, yeah. It was a lovely song, and and, uh, I don't think, because he's done all these things and he's been caught, I don't think they should should stop playing the song. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't even know who'd sung it. I think he's the most disgusting man I've ever heard of. And I think that all that time he, he dealt with people, or children, should I say, is the most cruelest because he knew exactly what he was doing and he was calculating. And those children, or women now, have got to live with that all their lives. So bearing in mind what you're saying, I presume you don't think that Ian should be playing that song I to his two children? should be singing anything. It is disgusting. If you hadn't thrown your records out years ago and you still had a a Rolf Harris record in your collection, would you now rip it up and, and put it in the bin? Oh, definitely. Definitely, without even hesitating. Well, uh, mixed reaction there, Just Yeah, it, it was mixed. I mean, yeah. the majority of people this morning, I have to say that I spoke to, uh, more that, that we haven't got time for today, said, yeah, you should be playing this yeah. song to your children because the song is a great song and the song still stands. Justin, cracking stuff today, mate. Thank you very much. Lynn's in Hemel. Morning, Lynn. Good morning, Ian. Great show as usual. Thank you very much. What do you reckon? I reckon that you should play it. It's been on a loop in my head ever since I, the story broke about Ralph Harris and obviously I'm as disappointed and appalled as everybody else. But that song's been on a loop in my head ever since. It's like you said, it's such a charm. It's a charming t- tale, really, isn't oh, it's it? Oh, mag- it's poetry. It's a magical it's two, song. It is. It's those two little boys and one had a wooden horse and then when they were in war and there was that line about... Did you think I would leave you dying when there's room on my horse too? It's all about loyalty and compassion. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Your children don't need to know who sung it. They're very young. And I think they just enjoy it as a story. Lynn, thank you very much indeed. I think we can end it, uh, we can end it 
on that. I, I, I think I will play it to them at some point. You know, it's, it's on all it's on all aboard, I think, isn't it? It is. It is on all aboard, which I've got. I, I love all aboard. If you want the greatest kids record. I don't think it ever came out on CD, which is a crime. All aboard. I looked it up because I've got it on a record. That was my first record. Yeah. Don't do it on CD. No, don't do it on CD. You can buy it really exp- I think I picked it up for like about 50p in a record shop in Brighton a while ago. And it's a cracking... What's that face? Me? Yeah, well, you're doing a really weird just, face, I like you're just, chewing on a biscuit. No, I was just. <laughs> you, she was going to. She was going. Nodding in agreement. Yes, of an Pacino face. She went to a record shop in Brighton. That's a De Niro face. Yeah. She's doing a De Niro, not Pacino. You racist. What? You're a bit racist. He does that face too. No, he doesn't. Pacino doesn't do that. Pacino. Um, what face does Pacino do? He does that face. <laughs> Incent of a woman. This works really well on the radio. The, 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 the De Niro does famously does. And, and Marlon Brando. So you're a double racist, the fish Catherine. Face. The fish face. Oh, now you're fishist. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Newport Pagnell, on the speed sensors, London Road is queuing as you head towards the M1 at Junction 14. Also in Brogborough, the A421, extremely heavy as you head towards the M1 at Junction 13. The M1 itself, the northbound carriageway, very heavy going as you head towards the Junction 10 for Luton, with some queues on the N6 exit slip road. The M25 anti-clockwise as well, looking very heavy between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport, no reported problems there. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice? Yes. Tomorrow? Yeah. Could you try and make the travel a little bit naughtier, please? I'll do my best. Would that be okay? <laughs> yes. It wasn't very naughty today. No, it wasn't. Thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Don't forget, if you want to get the podcast with Matt Allwright from Rogue Traders being pwned, uh, then you've only got five days left to grab it. JBS is up next. From me, Catherine and Kelly and Justin, back tomorrow at 6. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's 9 o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... What do you think should happen to Rolf Harris's music and artwork? On Friday, Rolf Harris is likely to face prison.